106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. The president wants Congress to take action and to act. But, okay, you got Chicago, for yep. example. They already have plenty of very strict gun laws, some of the strictest in the country. 47 people shot there over the Memorial Day weekend. Nine of them died. So which law would have prevented any of that? All right, well. All right, well. Do, do we think that all these people in Chicago who are shooting each other are legally buying their guns? So, here's, here. Hello, darkness, my old friend. All right, well. Check and mate. Today, I'd like to address the two additional elements of my plan to tackle inflation. This is going to be fun. One, bringing down the cost of everyday goods for families. And two, bringing down the federal deficit at the same time. I hear Kofefi. Both of these challenges have been directly exacerbated by Putin's war in Ukraine. No better word than stupid. <laughs> right? There is none. The American dream is dead. So, to all of you Democrats who keep saying Biden is not the reason for this, because presidents don't control gas prices, then explain you Democrats saying this when Trump took office. President Trump can take action today to help alleviate the pain at the pump for Americans. It's time for this president to stand up to OPEC on behalf of the forgotten man and woman he promised to remember. If you take the one in a hundred most aggressive people, they're all male, and that's why the overwhelming proportion of people who are in prisons are male. Now, do you want to equalize that, just out of curiosity? I what about bricklayers? They're 99% male, and, the f and we've got about three-quarters of, of the population now in universities mm -hmm. in the humanities and social sciences are female. Yeah. Are we going to equalize that? What I'm trying to equalize is, is opportunity and choice. Fine, let's equalize choice. You agree, you agree, you agree on that. that. But we won't get equal outcome think, that way. And I think that what happens then uh, nobody knows because we, we've, we've never done it. Yet. We do know. But we know what's happened in it Scandinavia, has, but, but it's not fully got there. Yet. No, yet. but it's going in the opposite direction that everyone predicted and strongly. You know, Recording me makes you feel safer. That's fine. I support you in doing that. But here's what's going to happen next. You're going to do me a favor and I'm going to do you a favor so we can both go on about our day. What favor can I do for you? You're going to slow it down when passing through here. We got a lot of traffic. I'm going to rip that Biden Harris bumper sticker off the back of your car so people don't think you're an idiot. This is Lou Benninger, and you're listening to No Hostages Radio. And we're out here in Northern California, and it's the time of the year when all of a sudden the heat just kind of settled in today. And so it's a little toasty here tonight. We're working on this podcast, and uh, once we get it finished in a couple of days, it will be up on uh, June 11th. That's a Saturday, they tell me, if, they, if they're sticking to it. hope that's the right date. June 11th in the morning, usually it's ready. So uh, if you're new to us, you can uh, get my, my headphone kind of 
tangled up here. You can uh, reach me a couple different ways. You can call me at 530-713-1838, or you can text me anytime you want. I'm out here on the left coast, of course, uh, depending on where you are in the world. I got a call the other day from Pakistan. Somebody's wanting me to help them get in the country. I thought, you know, who would have believed when we were just, when faxes were a big thing, a fax machine, that we would actually be just picking up the phone and somebody's talking to you from Pakistan. So dial me up if you wish, 530-713-1838. And then you could also email me at lou, L-O-U, at nohostagesradio.com. That's an email based off our website, which is nohostagesradio.com, where all these episodes are stashed and also articles that I've written for the Territorial Dispatch. Uh, they run occasional articles. It used to be they ran two a week. Now they run occasional articles, but I put them over there in case anybody wants to go back and grab them, and everything's for free, so no big deal. So you can email me if you wish. You want to send clips to me. You want to remind me of something, educate me about something. I'm good for that. You want to ask questions, that's great. So also we have a live show. Just uh, We've done it for one year now. Just uh, We're in our actual 13th month called Live with Lou, as opposed to No Hostages Radio, Live with Lou, and it's a KMYC show. It's an AM station, AM FM here in, in Marysville. Uh, so you can, if you ever want to listen to it, it's from 10 to 1 on Saturday. We cover some similar topics as this, but uh, it's a little different because it's live. So it's 10 to 1 on Saturday, each Saturday, and you can reach it if you're uh, far away from Yuba and Sutter Counties where we are. You can just go to live365.com, which is a website that handles various medias and gets gets it up there. It's a platform that uh, people can get it from all over the world. Live365.com, click on radio, put in KMYC, and uh, it should pull up whatever's on the air at that time. And, of course, 10 to 1, that would be me on sat- each Saturday. So you got two things. you got podcasts and you got live, and it... Uh, there's a story to it, but I don't want to waste time on the story right now tonight. Uh, so anyhow, obviously, if you found me here off a link from a website or a from a radio, uh, gosh, from a uh, an article at the bottom of an article or something telling how to listen to more or do something, uh, there is this, uh, you can get this show from your favorite podcast source, okay? So I think that's about it. And uh, so it's uh, again, this is popping up on June 11th, 2022, episode 167. And of course, we just had our primary election here in California. I'm not sure when yours is and what state you're in and et cetera. But um, every time we have an election, uh, I always have hopes of who might get elected and uh, no election uh, goes the way I think it should go. Sometimes I get a few people or a few propositions that go the way I like them to go but it's always sort of a uh, I have a melancholy day after or day or two after the election and just have to kind of get a grip on myself to like say hey I need to thank God for for the things that went right and just press on and deal with the things that went wrong and that's the way I kind of deal with it so for some some of y'all the race was settled in the primary here, and some of them are going to go on to the uh, 
November for Californians. It's it's a November uh, date that we vote on, and uh, so. I'm hoping you got some of those folks that you wanted to get in. There's a number of, usually most that I want or most of the things I uh, desire and, and hope for the, the country. It really doesn't have much of an impact on me personally. But uh, my hopes are for the community and the country, and uh, uh, they're dashed. So you have kind of a, I have kind of a melancholy reaction to that for a moment. And then I just have to pick myself up because, you know, uh, you feel like a stranger in a, at least I do, a stranger in a strange land. And, and the way I get that feeling is reading, if you read much of the Bible, when the people of Israel uh, were taken hostage, the entire nation was taken over. And the reaction of the Israelites in living in a foreign country, foreign food, foreign language, foreign ways, foreign religion, they felt like a stranger in a strange land, and uh, many of the people were taken. Millions of people were removed from the land of Israel and taken to places like Babylon or Syria, Assyria, various places, and others were left there, and foreigners were moved into Israel. And it's been—so uh, uh, even if you don't move or a country doesn't take over your country— uh, the politics can change to the point where you feel like I don't even feel like I'm living in the same country anymore. And that's how I feel in America. Uh, definitely how I feel in America. So you may be feeling similar thoughts or maybe not, but whatever you're feeling is fine with me. And uh, we're going to do a show here of six segments of 20 minutes each, and there'll be some clips in between. And uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what the habits are of the podcast listeners, whether you hang with it the whole time or not. Uh, but uh, whatever, you, whatever amount you listen to, I'm, I'm uh, thankful for. So um, let me somebody just sent me a. OK. I want to remind you just in a little announcement here, if this will come up quickly that uh, the Sutter Yuba Republican women, that's the counties we live in up here in Northern California, Sutter and Yuba, we're separated just by a river, Feather River. We have two rivers come through here, Yuba and Feather, and it's a nice area up here. And we're trying to make life here more conservative in Yuba and Sutter counties, as opposed to, and I, my, my feeling for a long time now has been focus on the local area if we can't get control of the local area and influence the local area we're really not going to have a chance in sacramento or washington dc so certainly we vote vote or we we are responsible to try to be salt and light as the bible says uh, in the world we live in whether it's in another country or it's in uh, what seems like another country in washington dc so the sutter yuba republican women which have been going for many decades and a lot of faithful people running that is is trying to uh, jack that thing up and put some new wheels and shocks under it and and uh, and get it going better and have have it be more effective and more of an influence in the community for good, conservative values, conservative uh, conservative candidates, conservative influence. And so uh, normally they do a monthly luncheon, but now they're going to add some other twists to it. And so throughout the summer, 
They may have a, a couple uh, evening events. And so June 16th, which is coming right up, uh, June 16th, Thursday, 7 p.m., they're going to have uh, a garden party. And that's going to be out at uh, 5411 Calusa Highway or Calusa Avenue, out leaving Yuba City, going out towards Meridian and, and out Sutter and out towards that way. It's on the right as you go out, 5411. And I always thought, what is this Bella Fiore? And uh, then I realized that's Bill Lucich and his wife out there have this beautiful area out there behind their house and uh, behind their business and where their house is. So it's going to be there. They're, they're allowing their uh, property to be used for this event. So there's going to be food, fun, uh, beverages, prizes, gifts, just a, a great night. And I don't know whether they're going to have a speaker or not, but uh, it'll be entertaining and you'll meet some cool people. So if you're interested in, in conservative, the idea is, you know, it's nice to get together sometimes for some folks, some are social folks. It's nice to get together for getting together's sake, but uh, they, we really are wanting to push the conser conservative message forward. So that would be a reason to go. So bring your partner out there or go solo if you want. And uh, uh, that's coming up right around the corner. It's like, let's see, today is, what's it today, ninth? That's just a, a week from today. So a uh, week from today. So, because I'm I'm sitting here doing this on Thursday night, so so think about it, and and you can RSVP uh, at five three zero six three two six one nine five five three zero six three two six one nine five, and it's twenty dollars per person. It sounds like a good deal to me. You know, any place I go, it seems like any place I go to eat anymore, which I drop in and eat at places, <clears throat> it seems like I drop twenty dollars. Boom. Particularly if I have a, a person with me, uh, e even though we might get a good buy on the food, inexpensive. But uh, this is $20, and it helps the club. You can also join the Sutter Yuba Republican Women. And what we need, since we have a lot of women that are uh, like me in the twilight years of your life, uh, we, need, we need a fresh force of women, like 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, right? We need a fresh force and that are wanting to to make a difference in Sutter and Yuba counties regarding uh, the, way, the way our government is run. Really, that's what it comes down to. We want to make sure we have good sheriffs, good police chiefs, uh, and good DAs. And we just got a good, a really great DA, a new DA for Sutter County by the name of Jennifer Dupre. We're all excited about that this week uh, after the election. And our uh, Yuba County DA, Clint Curry, has he uh, did not have an opponent, so he's in for another four years. So both district attorneys now, both elected on the same year, the two counties uh, are going to be together for the next four years. That's good news. And the two sheriffs, the same thing. Brandon Barnes and Wendell Anderson, neither of them had opponents, and they, they consider themselves constitutional sheriffs. And uh, so we we are going to do our best to encourage them to be that and to try to hold them accountable, right? So people can say, I love you, but then they don't treat you right, so you hold them accountable. Or I'm honest, then they don't do right. So uh, we, we think we have two great sheriffs and two great district attorneys now, and so we're happy. And we need to make some other changes in the boards of supervisors. We, we are, uh, 
we didn't do too well at that this time. We worked at it and, and weren't as successful as we had hoped. But we'll continue to work at it. There are other ways uh, to sort things out at the Board of Supervisors and always getting your way with the right person in the job. But we we're sure hoping for a couple changes on both boards uh, in Yuba and Sutter County. Maybe you felt the same way. I know I helped a guy up in Placer County run for uh, sheriff up there that he didn't win. But, you know, here's my feeling, folks. And I, I have started giving money to other people outside this local area. If we don't start supporting people that we say, oh, well, we knew we need more candidates. We need conservative candidates. We need good candidates. We need this candidates to reflect this kind of belief or philosophy or morals or whatever. But if we're not willing, it isn't good enough to clap and cheer. We got to get some money involved in this thing or we got to go walk for them or both. And, uh, so, uh, my, the guy I, uh, hoped to get in up there in Placer County did not win, but we just hope that the guy that did win is going to do a great job, right? Because at the end of the day, it makes a difference unless you want to move every time you lose an election, right? Your favorite person doesn't get in say, Oh, I'm moving. I'm leaving. So, um, all right. So go to the go to the the gig on the sixteenth, and let's strengthen that group. Uh, my friend said that out in Iowa or Ohio, one of these places, there was a Republican women's organization out there that had a thousand members. Wouldn't that be amazing if you in Sutter County just got so fired up, and and everybody took a little bit of their time and invested it in Republican uh, work conservative work i'm not so interested in the republican term right or the party the republican party in california is pretty much uh collapsed defunct and uh it, it looks more like democrats to me so i'm more interested in conservatism but that's what this group is about yuba sutter so get involved if, if you think man i hope the country doesn't go any worse than it is right now if we're going to if we're going to see that happen we need to get involved just by hoping wishing i'm a believer in prayer but i i go to a church that uh says okay okay pray but then get up and work towards the end that you desire right so that's what we need to be doing all right so uh did you notice that during the COVID, my friend, one of my friends, a couple of my friends said, hey, how come you're always talking about COVID? Do you know it's been two and a half years? And do you know, people say, oh, well, somebody mentioned to me, I, I went and got the fuzz buzzed off the top of my head. And the and the guy was cutting my hair. We were talking. He said, looks like we're kind of, it was the barbershop that they tried to shut down and refuse. They're, out of, they're fighting with the government right now. Uppercut. And so he said to me, it looks like things are kind of settling down, Lou. And I said, no. I said, well, yes, because most people around town aren't wearing masks. Did you know I said? He said, yeah. But I said, the way you can tell that things haven't changed is to go to the Yuba County Jail or Sutter County Jail or Juvenile Hall or the hospital because those that's the heart of the government. And the government is forcing prisoners to comply. You know, when you're in jail, you give up your freedoms, you give up your rights, you lose some of your civil rights while you're incarcerated, when you commit a crime. And that's when you can really see how the government's going to operate. And I'm not saying the government should be uh, corrupt or unkind to people. And, uh, but they're forcing because, not because of local sheriffs, but because of the dictates 
that run the local sheriff's departments like OSHA and and uh, the CDC and all these people. Just total corrupt, the, these departments. Not the sheriff's department, but the departments that are telling them what they have to do. And if they don't follow those rules, many times they're under threat of a lawsuit. So if you go to the Yuba County Jail, everybody's masked up. And, and they're spraying that place with all kinds of chemicals. And uh, they're just playing this whole game like there's just this terrible disease lurking about. And it's a total fraud, right? You go to the hospital and you hope the hospital really is dealing with the truth and facts, not like superstition. But when you get over there, what do they have you do? They want to sign you to sign a paper that says you got the jab or you got a test or you, you're going to have to put on a mask. And if you haven't got the test and you haven't got the jab, you can't go in and visit your loved ones. That is totally corruption, people. But you know what? why they're doing it? Because they're getting paid by the government to do that. So you know that the entire nation has changed. In fact, I just saw where Alameda County, one of the 58 counties in California, is now going to force people to mask up again. I told I've kept telling you this is not ever going to go away. The mask has nothing to do with health. In fact, if anything, it makes you sick, but it never was about health. It's about control. It's about government control. It's about taking away our freedoms. And if you want to fight for your freedom, you don't have to join the military. The fight is right here on your front door. You keep those masks off. You do not comply you can be peaceful. I'm not telling you to hurt anybody or threaten anybody. You can be peaceful, but you just you just say I'm not going to do that. You want to you want to do something bad to me? You like, my kid can't attend the school. They can't. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can handle it. I can't. But I am going to have freedom because freedom comes from God, not from the government. And so Alameda now is, and, and there's various counties in California, and and you know who's dictating it. It's all coming out of your health departments. They are running your counties. You have supervisors in every county in California, but they are not running your counties. They have abdicated. That means they surrendered. They've given over the, 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 the wheel to the health departments. And, and that, that county health officer is calling the shots as if she's saving people's lives. She's not saving anybody's life. This is all a... A facade. It is a gimmick. It's a scam to control everybody and to control businesses, threaten businesses, threaten schools, threaten daycares, threaten people that they can't open their business. Oh, you can't open your business. You're non-essential, right? All that baloney is all coming back. So the way we're going to fight it, Yuba Sutter, I'm talking to Yuba Sutter, but I'm also talking to y'all out there in these other states. Some of you left Yuba Sutter, you left Butte County, you left Nevada County, and you're now locate, relocated, which is fine. I, I wish you well, miss you, but I wish you the very best. But we're all going to face this. This is a national problem. It's an actually an international problem. But we need to throw down y'all. You know, some of you know me very well, and you're you're out there in Missouri, and you're out there in uh, Washington State, and and Texas, and Idaho, and and uh, Florida, and uh, the the this one state. Okay, we're out of time. I'll be right back, and and I'll pick this up right where I left. We're gonna take a quick break. Hold on. To the bay, your city is the bomb if your city making pay. Throw up a finger if you feel the same way. I do bad things to innocent people.
That's just who I am. Okay. That's, that's, that's what I do. I, I was born this way. It's not my fault. I have recently been informed that Congress and some state legislatures are working on gun reform. And I, I think this is fantastic. I actually, I think this is a great idea. And I love that they're going with gun reform. Uh, you know, it's, it's much better than, hey, we're going to take your guns, right? I mean, gun reform is uh, much less abrasive. It was a great marketing decision. Excellent. Excellent. Anyways, I just want to make it clear that I am in full support of gun reform. Just, I got your back. Totally all in for that. I cannot begin to tell you how absolutely terrifying it is uh, to be a bad guy with a gun, uh, you know, walking into non-gun-free zones. Uh, that means other people could be carrying guns. And in fact, I just, I just avoid those places. You know, I just, I, I stick to the gun-free, the gun-free zones. I, I just, it's better for me. It just makes me feel better. I, it's, it's just a comforting feeling knowing that, hey, I'm the bad guy with the gun and nobody else here is allowed to have one. I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest with you, okay? I'm just, just being honest. So I'm all in for gun-free zones and, and more laws. More laws around guns. I mean, we need to we need to really rein in these people that think that they can just do whatever they want. I mean, I'm the lawbreaker. You guys aren't. I'll do the lawbreaking. You won't. You obey the gun laws. I won't. It's 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 very simple. And I don't know why, you know, the people are putting up a fight. Like, I got to do my job. Okay, I'm a bad guy. That's my job. I'm just doing my job. And I've been talking to my buddies and they they completely agree with me on this. Uh, so we are all in on this gun reform. Uh, let, let's do this. I mean, you guys need to get on this. Gun reform it up. Uh, more laws. More gun-free zones. Um, and, and thank you. Let's go. Let's do this. Come on. Let's make it happen, guys. Let the message from this committee hearing to Republican senators be astonishingly clear. If you back red flag laws at some reflexive response to some emotion that you have, you betray your voters, you are a traitor to the Constitution, the Second Amendment, the Fifth Amendment, you do nothing to make mass shootings less likely, and you put a target on the back of your constituents to be subject to bizarre proceedings that you wouldn't see in any other type of circumstance that has a profound impact on your rights. And these will be abused. They are being abused. I think there's some that would probably red flag some of your colleagues in the Senate. How long until the conversations about kicking Senator Hawley off of aircraft turn into conversations about taking his guns away. See, this isn't just about guns. It's about power. And what the Democrats want is to ensure that the government has the power to take your guns away without giving you due process. And shame on any Republican in the Senate that would pave the way to that type of deprivation of our liberty and our constitutional rights. I yield back to the gentleman from Arizona. When my research assistant and her husband took my wife and me to dinner at a Chinese restaurant, I was impressed when I heard her for the first time speak Chinese as she ordered food. My assistant was born and raised in China, so I should have been impressed that she spoke English. But I took that for granted, because she always spoke English to me. We all have a tendency to take for granted what we are used to, 
and to regard it as somehow natural or automatic, and to be unduly impressed by what is unusual. Too many Americans take the United States for granted and are too easily impressed by what people in other countries say and do. That is especially true of the intelligentsia, and dangerously true of those Supreme Court justices who cite foreign laws when making decisions about American law. There is nothing automatic about the way of life achieved in this country. It is very unusual among the nations of the world today, and rarer than four-leaf clovers in the long view of history. It didn't just happen, people made it happen, and they and those who came after them paid a price in blood and treasure to create and preserve this nation that we now take for granted. More important, this country's survival is not automatic. What we do will determine that. Too many Americans today are not only unconcerned about what it will take to preserve this country, but are busy dismantling the things that make it America. Our national motto, E Pluribus Unum, from many, one, has been turned upside down as educators, activists, and politicians strive to fragment the American population into separate racial, social, linguistic, and ideological blocks. Some are gung-ho for generic change, without the slightest concern that the change might be for the worse, even in a world where most nations that are different are also worse off. Most are worse off economically, and many are much worse off in terms of despotism, corruption, and bloodshed. History is full of nations, and even whole civilizations, that have fallen from the heights to destitution and disintegration. The Roman Empire is a classic example, but the great Chinese dynasties, the Ottoman Empire, and many others have met the same fate. These were not just political changes, they were historic catastrophes from which whole peoples did not recover for centuries. It has been estimated that it was a thousand years before Europeans again achieved as high a standard of living as they had in Roman times. The Dark Ages were called dark for a reason. Today, whole classes of people get their jollies and puff themselves up by denigrating and denouncing American society. Such people are a major influence in our media, in our educational system, and among all sorts of vocal activists. Nothing illustrates their power to distort reality like the way they seize upon slavery to denounce American society. Slavery was cancerous, but does anybody regard cancer in the United States as an evil peculiar to American society? It is a worldwide affliction, and so was slavery. Both the enslavers and the enslaved have included people on every inhabited continent, people of every race, color, and creed. More Europeans were enslaved and taken to North Africa by Barbary Coast pirates alone than there were African slaves taken to the United States and to the colonies from which it was formed. Yet throughout our educational system, our media, and in politics, slavery is incessantly presented as if it were something peculiar to black and white Americans. What was peculiar about the United States was that it was the first country in which slavery was under attack from the moment the country was created. What was peculiar about Western civilization was that it was the first civilization to destroy slavery, not only within its own countries, but in other countries around the world as well. Reality has been stood on its head, so that a relative handful of people can feel puffed up or gain notoriety and power.
Whatever they gain, the rest of us have everything to lose. So it appears that the, the leading state on freedom right now is the state of Florida. Ron DeSantis, I always thought it'd be Texas, but Ron DeSantis is thrown down against everybody. And I say, thank you, Jesus. Well, I saw this meme sent to me. I, 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 you probably get tired of me saying this. There's some really bright people out there. Uh, and they put together these memes. And, and it's a picture of some oil, well, oil wells, oil derricks where they're pumping. Look like grasshoppers going up and down. And it says, this is the new ivermectin. Remember ivermectin and how the media just mocked you? Oh, you're using horse tranquilizers to, to stop this illness. How weird are you? Are you going to get out your tinfoil hat and all that trash talk, right? Don't believe anything in the media. You, you need to figure out things on your own. Please do not get lazy and turn on the local news or the extra local news. That's garbage. It's all garbage. So here, here's these pictures of these and we have them all up and down California, particularly in Southern California, in Central California. In the picture of this, these oil derricks, it says, the new ivermectin. You can't have it because it would resolve the crisis we need you to go through. I'm going to say it again. You can't have it because we'd re- we, it would resolve the crisis we need you to go through. They created a crisis, and they wanted to seem like it's the end of the world. And then they're going to start jabbing us to kill us off. And people are dying left and right, folks. Oil is the greenest energy on the planet. Much more green than wind. Much more green than or greener than solar. It's just green, 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 folks. And there are no green electric cars. They're the most pollutant cars. You think, oh, well, there's no exhaust. But just look at all that went into that car and look at that 1,000-pound battery. What are you going to do with that? When you're finished driving that car, you're going to put it in your back bedroom, baby? Who's going to take care of that battery? And all the I, I talked about it last week. I don't want to waste time on it. So the new ivermectin is oil, and it's not a fossil fuel. Coal might be a fossil fuel. May have, may have, fossils may have dead things may have contributed to coal. But God just made oil, if you think that God made the earth. If you don't think that, then you can come up with any old concept you want. Let me read this quote see if you remember who said it. If these people get in power, they will destroy the economy, come for your SUV, your guns, your freedoms, and they'll blame you for fighting them. I, the all-caring, all-loving, all-seeing Maharishi, know this. Remember that? Rush Limbaugh a picture of him here behind his mic and uh that saying he he prophesied that it actually isn't too hard to figure out if if you are seeing correctly but sometimes people just can't see even though they see the bible talks about it they, the bible says there's going to be a people that have eyes but they cannot see and they have ears but they cannot hear and they're not talking about physical blindness or being unable to hear like deaf 
I think my friend Phil Enright, who immigrated here and then left after he found himself a wife. She came here from China. He came from Australia. And and uh, so he posts on Facebook once in a while. He's a very bright guy, retired businessman, international businessman. And he said, I went and got a tank of fuel today. cost me $207.50. And he said, only a fuel. Uh, now, actually... I think he wrote this. Maybe he, somebody else wrote it. He passed it along. But he said, only a fool ditches their job before they secured, uh, they've just secured another. And that sounds like Phil because he used to teach this in jail with me in the Yuba County Jail. He said, only a fool ditches their job before they've secured another. So why is the left ditching fossil fuels before there's at least a half-proven, viable, saleable replacement? Their dire predictions to date on climate change have not materialized beyond the range of natural extreme events which have existed as long as the planet has existed. The world's scientists, while undoubtedly very brilliant, have not been able to develop a meaningfully effective COVID vaccine in three years. So why should we have any confidence in their capacity to deliver an energy solution which delivers both sustainability and base load supply at a cost equivalent to fossil or nuclear fuels before the diminishing and inconsistent energy supply passes the economy wrecking point. Clearly, the woke establishment elite traveling the world first class to attend entirely unproductive conferences aren't and won't be feeling the pinch, and they really don't care. Those who hang off their every cliche are so besought with the fantasy of their contribution to saving mankind are incapable of objectively attempting to weigh the evidence and make their own assessment. So why on earth would we buy their narrative, let alone their suggested pathway forward? That's what I mean about having ears to hear but cannot hear, having eyes to see but cannot see. It's just the way it is. I can't explain it. I cannot explain it better than any further than that. How about this? Did you know that because of even very conservative, supposedly, congressmen and senators that because of their votes all the way back to 1987, you cannot sue any of these pharmaceutical companies for the damages they do to anybody that you love. They are immune to lawsuits. They have immunity. You can't sue Moderna. You can't sue Pfizer if you have any COVID side effects. Even if you have side effects from other kind of medications. The government won't compensate you for damages. I'm talking about vaccine type things. But now President Bite Me tweets out, we should repeal the liability shield, that's immunity, that often protects gun manufacturers from being sued for death and destruction caused by their weapons. And he says they are the only industry in the country with this kind of immunity. Now, I know he's mentally ill, or a better way to say it, he just has dementia, right? He's old, right? It's okay. We're all getting there. And the sad thing is that he's actually president of the country. It's criminal, actually. But his comment uh, is wrong. The big damage being done to this country because of immunity is being done by the pharmaceutical, big pharma. And when you realize that you don't, you're not going to be held accountable for the chemicals you're telling people are safe and effective and well-tested, 
uh, you're killing people, right? Doctors are killing people. Hospitals are killing people. Adventist Health, which claims to be a Christian organization, is killing people because of the pay they're getting for it. They're getting paid to kill people. And they know darn good and well, and I think that's the reason that the, uh, the one of the administrators over there, the, the top guy, left in the middle of COVID. I think his conscience got the best of him. He thought, I don't need this. I'm going to take my retirement and run. So how about this? You know, we hear all this baloney on, on, on uh, the media. Seems like everybody's killing everybody in America. They aren't. You know, there's just a lot of Americans. And, you know, there are people that keep track of how many people get shot by guns and killed by guns in the world. Maybe not all 198 or 97 or however many countries we now have in the world. But, for instance, I, I'm looking here at about, oh, there's 25 countries. And we have Mexico, which is the most homicidal country out of this group. So Mexico uh, has over 1,200 killings, about 1,240, 50, per 100,000 guns owned. Guns owned. About 1,240 or 50 deaths a year. Homicides. These are murders. Okay? And you know what the second one is? Trinidad and, and Tobago. And it's uh, almost, I don't know, almost 800. Or maybe it's, uh, yeah, almost 800. Then you have El Salvador, almost 600. And you go Brazil, Honduras. These are the Americas they're looking at, right? Belize, Colombia, Peru, Guatemala, Venezuela. I'm talking about we're going down a descending order of killers, homicide, homicidal people. Venezuela, Ecuador, Nicaragua, Panama, Costa Rica, Argentina, Paraguay, Bolivia, Guiana, Uruguay, Chile, Suriname, USA, and Canada is the last of this group. And it's just itty-bitty. So for the amount of 100, per 100,000 gun zone, that's the quotient, how many homicides per 100,000? The U.S. has 549 per gun zone. Remember I said Mexico was was over 1200. Canada is like about 2.2.1, okay? I'm just giving you a perspective, all this talk talk talk, right? That's going on. Now I want I want to give you the the bird's eye view. You ever heard of bird's eye view or you ever gotten in a small plane and flown up the valley here and you think, "Wow, the valley really looks different from up here." When you're flying into Sacramento Airport and you're able to see all the rice lands and how the rivers and the bypasses work and and you got and then you see the Sierra Nevada and you see the coast range and you see the maybe you can see the ocean. So this is like the upper the bird's eye view. What is going on cuz a lot of times we get so caught up in our daily lives that we think, oh my goodness, I, did you hear they're having a formula shortage and I can't believe it, man. And you just get all caught up in the drama, that one issue. But you don't have the big picture. So think about this. First, we had a lumber shortage. 
I want you to think about when's the last time you ever had anything. First, we had a lumber shortage. Then we had a microchip shortage, followed by a gas shortage. We're talking about gasoline. Now we have a formula shortage. And the person writes, nothing is built, nothing is back. For sure, nothing is better. So we're going to have lots of these shortages uh, come, coming upon us because it's all organized and planned. It's all been planned. I was told because I ship constantly overseas, big containers on ships to Cambodia, I was, taught by the, I was told by the company that are the, what they call them freight forwarders. They do all the logistics to get stuff from point A to point B, get through Homeland Security, customs, all that stuff, get it on the ship, get it over there, get it to the right people, get paid, pay everybody, all that stuff, freight forwarders. They told me over two years ago that China was going to blockade, and, and they told me in an email, like, they were going to have a hard time servicing our 40-foot containers full of humanitarian goods. They knew then. It was not a, it was not a news item then, the, all these boats sitting around with stuff sitting on them, right? Oh, it's a trucking shortage. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. No, it isn't. It, it's all been planned internationally. If, if you don't want to do that, if you want to just pretend, oh, it's just coincidence, Believe what you want, right? I tell people, you're going to meet God one day whether you believe in him or not. Just going to, surprise, surprise. Yeah. Let me read you this. I, I love these these things. Because this, I, as an older person, seeing things change before me and the way, the way business is done and the way things are being done, let me just give you this perspective. This old lady... Uh, handed her uh, bank card to the teller and said, I'd like to withdraw $10. I, I did that for, I did this for a long time. This just this way I handed, wrote him a check, did something, said, Hey, can I cash this? Whatever. I want, I want 10, I want, I want some money. She said, I want $10 old woman. The teller told her for withdrawals less than a hundred, you got to go use the ATM. Do you use ATM? Every time you use it, right. They charge you a buck or two. I don't use the ATM. So uh, anyway, she didn't use the ATM either. So the old lady wanted to know why she had to do that. Why, why won't you just give me $10 out of my account? I'm right here. The teller returned her bank card to her and probably her ID and ir irritably told her, these are the rules. Please leave if there's, get, you know, let the next person come forward. If there's no further matter, there's a line of customers accumulating behind you. The old lady, though, stood there silent for a few seconds and then she handed her card back to the teller and said please help me withdraw all the money i have in this bank the teller was astonished when she looked at the computer at the count balance and she nodded her head leaned down and respectfully told the lady you have three hundred thousand dollars in your account but the bank doesn't have that much money in cash currently could you make an appointment and come back some other time the old lady then asked how much could she actually withdraw? What's the maximum amount she could withdraw? The teller told her any amount up to $3,000. She said, could I have $3,000 then? The teller kindly handed her $3,000, very friendly, very kindly smile on her face. The old lady put $10 of the $3,000 in her purse and then asked the teller to redeposit $2,990 back into her account. 
the moral of the story is don't be difficult with old people. They spend a lifetime learning whatever skills they have, and they always surprise you. How about this one? I love this one. Going to bed one night. This guy says, I noticed that I heard some things, and I noticed some people in my shed, and they were stealing stuff out of my shed. Now, this happens all the time in Marysville, where I live. He said, I phoned the police, but was told no one was in the area to help. They said they would send somebody over as soon as possible. I hung up. A minute later, I rang again. I called him again. Hello, I said. I called you a minute ago because there were people in my shed. But he said, don't worry about it now. He said, I shot them. Within minutes, there were half a dozen police cars in the area, plus helicopters and the SWAT team. They caught the burglars red-handed. One of the officers said, I thought you said you shot somebody. To which I replied, I thought you said there was no one available. Just a thought. Here's Bart Simpson. And he says, when somebody asks me why I don't trust government, and he's holding a list, kind of like a laundry list or a grocery list. These are the reasons that Bart Simpson doesn't trust government. You can write these down if you want. Some of them you may not be familiar with. You may need to do a little research. MK Ultra, Operation Northwoods, Operation Paperclip, Operation Fast and Furious, Operation Mockingbird, Tuskegee Experiments, Waco, Ruby Ridge, JFK, NSA Spying, Building Number 7, Gulf of Tonkin, Chicago Black Sites, Flint Water Crisis, Iron Contra, Gary Webb, NDAA, Patriot Act, Bilderberg Group, Bohemian Grove, Abu Ghraib, and Guantanamo Bay. You know, when you add these things up and you keep accumulating them, you put them all down in one spot, you just think, we're, we are in a big old mess right now, aren't we? We just got one thing after another. It's like you ever had a situation where you're just you're kind of just playing with something, like with an animal, and you got the upper hand because you're a human, and you're just kind of dinking with them, and whether it's an insect running around or creatures or whatever. You're just kind of toying with them. You ever seen a cat toy with a mouse that he's got kind of beat up? That's what's going on with humanity right now with people that are really evil in our world. Not just in the United States. They're all over the world. And they're working together. They're evil. They're Satanists. They're secularists. They're, uh, they're trouble. And they're playing games. And people's lives mean nothing. That's why the Chinese can can uh imprison two or three hundred two or three million people they harvest their organs like they're pulling fish out of a pond to feed people at a restaurant uh they're they're and and the united nations will go over there and, and say oh we didn't see a thing to- all these people are wicked they're totally wicked and if you don't get a clue on seeing this you're just going to think oh well i wonder why that's happening you know just you're wondering what's going on you just ha- never have a clue what's going on like what's happening it's, i have no idea what's happening that's what you'll be saying i'm going to talk next about uh tampa bay rays players refuse to wear the gay pride logo you know this month's gay pride month 
And uh, there's a lot of days. Now, October's a, a big gay month. June is. There's special come-out days. Celebrate days, come-out days, all to have perverted sexual behavior. And so, uh, you know, it's interesting to me. It seems, Does it seem to you that athletics are, are trying to uh, change our society by strutting a lot of, you know, we're trying to use the celebrities and athletes to try to make a statement about stupid stuff instead of just have fun, play a game, and go out and people can enjoy the day with you. Instead, it's always in your face about something. Be right back. tackling what it, what is one of the most fundamental yet one of the most demanding drawing exercises that any aspiring artist may undertake. We're, we're going to be sketching the female nude today, uh, but I'm going to ask you not to focus on portraiture so much at this point. Just focus on, on, on lines and shadow and form, okay? Uh, Sylvia, if you'll please. Hey, 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 yes, hey, yes. hey, hey! Yes, yes. Excuse me, Mr. Dwyer, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, I took this class to learn how to sketch, not to ogle some poor yeah, female yeah. nude. Oh, well, well, this isn't about ogling. No, no, we're just going to uh, uh, observe line and, and, and shadow and form. And we're going to use economic repression to once again exploit a woman's body. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think that's what we're doing here. No? No. Excuse me. Uh, sister, are you being paid? Yes. I rest my case. Well, of course she's being paid. She's a professional artist model. I... I see no reason why we shouldn't use her. <laughs> use her? Use her? You know, I wish you could hear yourself, sir. Remember, language is a virus. Well, I, 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 I certainly didn't mean to infect anyone. I... That's no excuse. Sexism in any context is never appropriate. But what about our charcoal technique? Oh, no. oh. Don't change the subject here, sir. This class is a travesty. That poor woman child is just another victim of the patriarchy. She is? I, I am. Hate crime. Hate crime. Not only that, it is also a racist construct. Mm -hmm. This woman represents the same white image of beauty that has oppressed women for centuries. Hate crime. Hate crime. Where are the nude models of color? The people of girth. The handicapable, the elderly, the queer. Well, I'm sorry, it's just naked, fat, black, crippled dykes are hard to find. I'm sorry I said that. I, I apologize. You white male, stop trying to cool off my black anger. I'm just trying to understand your black anger. Show it to me again. Shut up! Thank you, I understand now. Sir? You leave me only one alternative. I must walk out and call for a boycott of your classes. Anybody who stays is obviously a racist. Or a homophobe. Shut up! Well, you know, th these issues are certainly valid, and I, uh, we could have a, dis a discussion. Bye.
if you want to talk racism, let's talk about how this Supreme Court nomination was racist from the get-go, because this administration wow. said yeah. we are going to Boom. pick a black female. And, and I don't think people truly understand what the issue is with affirmative action hiring. Mm -hmm. Not only is it racist because you are ignoring a, an entire set of people yeah. who have applied for this job, but you are actually creating a climate of racism, because now we as individuals have to go through this world, and we're going to look at people who are people of color, and maybe they're in these upper echelon jobs, and we're going to look at them and say, did you really get that based on your merit, or did you get that because you're black or because you're female? And then they get to look at themselves and go, did I get this based on my merit, or did I get this because they wanted a black person? You are essentially robbing every single person involved in the situation. Madam Speaker, I want to begin this evening by thanking my Democrat colleagues for their outstanding work in encouraging millions of Americans to celebrate their Second Amendment rights by purchasing their first, second, or even 100th firearm. From the left's riots in cities across America to Biden's threats to strip away our basic constitutional rights, Democrats are single-handedly responsible for the sale of tens of millions of firearms. Bravo. Well done. And I hear that the interest has begun to peak when it comes to the sale of F-15s. Now, I have some questions for these freedom haters. When are you gonna ca call on the chief executive, the basement dweller, to hold his own son accountable for his gun crimes? Hunter Biden lied on a federal firearms application which is punishable by up to 10 years and a $250,000 fine, of which 10% will not be going to the big guy. Rules for thee, but not for my crackhead, Parmesan-smoking gun criminal son. What about the disposal, the disposal of Hunter Biden's gun in a back alley dumpster? And why was the Secret Service involved in locating this firearm? Can you just imagine for half a second if Donald Trump Jr. was involved in firearms crimes and his dad ordered the Secret Service to cover it up? That's just the start of the hypocrisy. Biden will call widely purchased firearms weapons of war, but then he'll tell you that you need an F-15 or a nuke to keep the federal government in check. He will target so-called merchants of death, but celebrate the 600 abortion clinics across America. This reg regime will encourage riots, defund the police, and try to take away Americans' right to self-defense. Madam Speaker, the American people are not on board with the Biden regime's hypocritical gun crabbing. Instead, they are buying guns at a record rate. So my colleagues from the other side, they can keep running their mouths and we will keep adding to our arsenals. Democrat politicians are attacking your parental rights. I'm Randy Thomason with your SaveCalifornia.com Minute. Have you heard about SB 866 in the California State Legislature? This radical bill would eliminate parental rights and informed consent for any injections for children as young as age 12. 
Trampling parents and ignoring risks and liability, SB 866 has already passed the Democrat-controlled state Senate and is now on the assembly floor with a floor vote possible this very week. I'm telling you this because if you think your children are yours and that parents have rights, then you can't vote Democrat anymore because what you believe is opposite of what the Democrat machine believes. See more about SB 866 at SaveCalifornia.com, championing your values in California. Country fell asleep, but they scream woke. We're distracted by vaccines and TV shows, politics, celebrity, gossip, popular, neat quotes, black lives, white lives, which lives mean most? We only dedicate one day to remember our fallen soldiers, the men and women who died young. But if you come out the closet as Caitlyn Jenner, you're a hero and you get a whole Pride Month. The most dangerous pandemic's propaganda from these clowns. Only mass that's gonna save us is duct tape on their mouths. Don't speak. We don't need to defund police. Need to defund the media who lies through their teeth like Big Pharma doesn't cure you, dog. Cause every patient that gets cured is a customer lost. And Big Oil runs the world. The only wars that get fought are with the countries who have natural resources they want. Heard him claiming if a white man braids his hair and likes rap, he's appropriating culture. But if a white man acts too white, he's white trash, he's a racist, he's a bigot, he's a monster. Let's just have the conversation. Not every liberal is dumb, not all Republicans are racist. The government wants everybody fighting with their neighbors because they know that if we get along, we'll probably go against them. They can't stop us, because we're ready to fight, trying to brainwash us. But we won't let freedom die, the whole world's brainwashed. Monkeys become people and people turned into sheep They put fluoride in the water that's keeping us all asleep Claim they want what's best for us, I find it hard to believe Cause they've been selling us cigarettes since we was 18 Fake news, fake woke, distract and divide You're either right or you're left or you're black or you're white Big tech don't need a microchip to hack in your life Cause the phone inside your pocket is a tracking device And I don't know what I'm more sick of Rappers or Joe Biden looking like he ate 100 Xanax for dinner Cause censoring the president and kicking him off Twitter Is a bigger threat to freedom than foreign ballistic Missile. You don't trust the police or the government, but you want people giving up their right to own a firearm. Why would you be comfortable if police and the government the only people on the planet with the right to buy a gun? White privilege getting amplified to reinforce division. It convinces white people that they're favored by their skin and black people getting angry because they're told they're treated different. So the conflict is between us and never with the system. Let's just have the conversation. Not every liberal is dumb. Not all Republicans are racist. The government wants everybody fighting with their neighbors because they know that if we get along, we'll probably go against them. They can't stop us because we're ready to fight, trying to brainwash us. But we won't let freedom die. The whole world's brainwashed. Everybody pick a team, start a riot in the streets. The whole world's brainwashed. It's us against them, it ain't you against me. Step one. Train the people only to consume. Step two, infiltrate adults with the news. Step three, indoctrinate the children through the schools and the music and the apps on the phones that they use. Step four, separate the right from the left. Step five, separate the white from the black. Step six, separate the rich from the poor. Use religion and equality to separate them more. Step seven, fabricate a problem made a lie. Step eight, put it on the news every night. Step nine, when people start to fight and divide, take control. This is called situational design. Stopped into a church I passed along the way 
All right, for some of those, uh, some of you that listen to this pretty regularly, uh, you know all these people by now, but uh, I want to keep thanking them because they keep helping me to stay on the air. And some of you think, oh, how come we have to do this all the time? Say, well, if other people uh, helped, I'm not asking you to help me, but, uh, you know, they're the people that want, want me to actually do this program. I, di- I didn't want to do this program. <laughs> I didn't want to be on the radio or podcasts. People said, hey, why don't you do this? So uh, anyway, I want to thank All Power Services uh, for making a difference and and, uh, making this available to you. All Power Services at 1469 Stewart Road in Yuba City. And uh, they're at 530-844-0347. And they fix any type of item that you can imagine. And it says All Power because they deal with anything that has power connected to it, whether it's a motor, any motor connected to chainsaws, small vehicles, big vehicles, tractor trailer rigs. Plus these guys if 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 you got something broken that doesn't have a motor, they do custom fabricating and uh and fix things in that way as well. They're master welders. So if you need to give them a shout out, dial them up or you can go out there 530-844-0347-1469 Stewart Road. It's right off 99. Go west towards the Buttes, as we say, off 99, and uh, they operate down the road there. Very easy to get to. Also, the uh, Canary Yellow Auto Body Shop at the corner of Tea Garden and Sutter, Allen's Auto Body. They're the ones that keep my Honda Element cruising. You know, I was telling somebody today, my Honda Element is, man, it, it is, uh, it's like 19 years old. Unbelievable. It's like a brand new car. It's unbelievable, and it just runs so good, and when I break something on it, Allen's Auto Body fixes it. So Kevin and Carrie over there, Allen's Auto Body, 530-671-1057-1057. It's right at the corner of Tea Garden and Sutter. Very easy to get to. No heavy traffic, just right between the two bridges in Yuba City. And once you get over there, if you need any legal work done, just a stone's throw to the north at 751 Sutter Street is uh nelly garcia with north valley paralegal and she fixes all my legal problems she's always checking on me but and a lot of my friends go over there and get you know all the legal work you got to get done you got to sort out issues um change the name people want to change their name people adopt people people want to uh sort out a trust a will sort out a property line there's just you know, we live in a legal society. We got to sort these things out. So she can do it better, faster, cheaper, uh, honest, more honest, and uh, very easy to deal with. North Valley Paralegal, 751 Sutter, 530 751-9289, 751-9289. And Dr. Cassidy, who I was talking to earlier today, we're going to start a new little project together dealing with addicts but we're working already getting people off the streets and into medical care and rehabs depending on what they need not every addict needs the same thing so all kinds of addicts if you have a problem with alcohol tobacco methamphetamines crack cocaine opiates fentanyl uh, we will help you and so i you might say well lou why don't we just go through the government well Give it a shot, but they're very difficult to deal with, and their service is horrible. If they had to make a living at it, 
The only way they make a living at working for the government is they forcefully take your money for, for, from you, whether they serve you or not. So in the case of drug addicts, they take my money for drug addicts and don't, then they spend it on themselves and don't give any help to drug addicts. That's what they do at Sutter Yuba Mental Health. So we're working through Peachtree Health where Dr. Cassidy works. If you call Peachtree Health at 530-749-3242 and ask for Dr. Cassidy, they have auto attendant. I know, I know I hate it. you got to work through to get to a real person. But ask for Dr. Cassidy, and when they say, why do you need him, what's your problem, just say addiction, no big deal. And they'll tell you where he's going to be on which days of the week, and you go there and have an appointment. He's very easy to work with. So 749-3242, but if that doesn't work, you could always text Dr. Cassidy. He's he's uh, he's on a little vacation for a few days, but uh, you can call me in the meantime. But you can text him at 530-682-8648. 682-8648. And my number, as I gave you earlier, is 530-713-1838. So if you can't get a hold, Cassidy's out of town right now. So you can uh, reach me, and I will begin working on whatever your problem is. And we'll, we'll get you going, okay? So, okay, let me go back down here and get back into the meat of the, of the, uh, the show, the big show. All right, so I was talking about the... the, the uh, it's so interesting to me, uh, but these people are so rich, these billionaires that own these teams. I, I was I was thinking, you know, if they if people quit going to the t- going to the um, the games and people keep wa- quit watching it on TV because people are disrespecting the police and, and law enforcement because they're taking a knee, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And now they're forcing them to wear gay, wear gay pride logos on their shirts. Oh, my goodness. And. You know, at some point, you know, people, they lose billions of dollars on these things. These things are not well accepted, folks. So during the Saturday matchup between the Rays and Chicago White Sox, the team decided to put the rainbow flag logo on their uniforms, the Rays, to celebrate Pride Month. What's so proud about screwing somebody up the rear? It's like, it's like, hey, if you want to do that, Two guys uh, or two ladies, however you want to do that, uh, you know, it's just like, hey, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to know all your personal business. Just keep it to yourself. How come I got to know about it? Right? Too much personal information. Why we call it a Pride Month? Let's have like, we're proud of America, right? <laughs> but not all the players were having it, so they had a handful of players. I don't even know these people. I, I'm so out of touch with sports. I don't even recognize the names anymore. But there's about a half dozen players that said, I don't want to wear that thing on my shirt. And they said, they basically said, it's a religious thing. It's just like, I don't want to take the jab, dude. And it's a religious thing. If you want to take the jab, you know, it's interesting about tolerance. Oh, you people are intolerant. No, I'm not intolerant. If you want to put your ding, ding dong up somebody's rear, uh, get it on. I'm not telling you. I'm going to tell you what to do with your ding dong. I'm just not going to, I'm just not going to celebrate your ding dong uh, activities on my shirt. All right. Oh, you're intolerant. No, no, no. You're intolerant. Right. It's like, Hey, if you want to have sex with the same gender or with a horse or with whatever you want to do, uh, a dog, uh, 
I don't need to know about it. It's not dinner conversation. I don't want to have dinner with somebody that wants to have that as a conversation. I, I got other, I, I got other stuff. If you want to do that, do it. It's like it's free. It's a free world. Fly to another country. Do this. Do that. Right. But they're forcing these guys that are making millions of dollars, and I bet they get they'll trade some of these people because of that of their resistance to this and going against the management. When the I can't remember when the manager of the Houston Rockets, I think his last name's Maury, he he tweeted about his concern for humanitarian uh, offenses in China. He lost his job. Why? Because China is running the NBA. China. They are not wanting to go against China. And if China ain't happy, baby, the NBA ain't happy. And you will lose your job. And Maury lost his job. I can't remember his first name. Anyway, these guys just said, hey, uh, it's just, he said, we don't want to encourage that kind of lifestyle if we believe in Jesus, who's encouraged us to live a lifestyle that would abstain from that behavior, just like Jesus encourages me as a heterosexual male to abstain from sex outside of the confines of marriage. It's no different. Now, they're just trying to be kind and they wouldn't want to make a big deal about it, but uh, they're, I'll tell you, the, the community is going to get them fired. That's what's going to happen. And then they're going to blame them that they're intolerant. It's just so fascinating. Like, I'm going to sit over here in my house doing my own thing, reading, drinking wonderful coffee, and enjoying my life. And just because I don't believe like some other a weirdo, pervert, I'm the bad guy. In other words, he can't stand me living my own life, not bothering him, not trying to tell him what to do. I don't care. I don't care. Cut your penis off. Cut your breasts off. I, it, hey, you know, you know once, you ha- once you do that, it's a, it's a long road back, baby. It's a long road back. <laughs> but uh, I, I am not, I'm telling you, you're not keeping me awake at night cutting off your ding-dong or uh or cutting off your breasts you're not keeping me awake or 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 adding some breasts not keeping me awake at all you want to do that that's what we used to call mental illness in the united states i think you're mentally ill doesn't mean you're you're not blowing my hair back i see people weird walking up and down the street every day i don't get all lathered up about it i just thought there they go Billy Graham was 92 years old. He was struggling with Parkinson's disease in January, a month before his 93rd birthday. Leaders in Charlotte, North Carolina, invited their favorite son, Billy Graham, to a lunch in his honor. Like, just, I could just see myself. I'm no Billy Graham, of course, obviously, but I could see myself with the same reaction he had. He initially hesitated to accept the invitation because he was struggling. He didn't feel well, and he was struggling with mobility. But the leader said, listen, we don't want you to do a big major address. Uh, you don't have to talk. Just come and let us honor you. So he agreed one last time. Wonderful things were said about him. And then Dr. Graham, they, uh, he stepped up and said a few words. And he looked at the crowd and said, I'm reminded today of Albert Einstein, the great physicist who this month has been honored by Time magazine as the man of the century. Einstein was once traveling from Princeton on a train where the conductor came down the aisle, punching the tickets of each passenger. When he came to Einstein, Einstein reached in his vest. He couldn't find his ticket, so he reached in his pockets. He couldn't find it. He looked in his briefcase, couldn't find it. Then he looked in the seat 
like he fell beside him, couldn't find it. Then the conductor said, Dr. Einstein, I know who you are. We all know who you are. I'm sure you bought a ticket. Don't worry about it. Einstein nodded appreciatively. The conductor continued on down the aisle, punching tickets. As he was ready to move to the next car, he turned around and saw the great phys- physicist Einstein down on the floor of the train with, on his hands and knees looking under the seat for the ticket. The conductor came back and said, Dr. Einstein, don't worry. I know who you are. That's not a problem. I know you. You don't need a ticket. We're good. I know you always buy a ticket. He said, young man, I too, I too know who I am. <laughs> What I don't know is where I'm going. Having said that, Billy Graham continued. She says, see this suit I'm wearing? It's a brand new suit. My children and my grandchildren are telling me lately I've gotten a little slovenly in my old age. I used to be a bit of, of a fastidious person. So I went out and I bought myself a new suit for this luncheon and one more and one more occasion. You know what that occasion is, he said? This is a suit in which I'll be buried in. But when you hear I'm dead, I don't want you to immediately remember the suit I'm wearing. I want you to remember this. I not only know where I am, I also know where I'm going. And he said, may your troubles be less, your blessings more, and may nothing but happiness come through your door. Life without God is like an unsharpened pencil. He said it has no point. So uh, interesting about Mr. Graham and Mr. Einstein. Einstein was a God believer. And I've been fascinated with different things. I've been reading about Nikola Tesla because we had this Tesla car. Where do you think they get the, these names, you know? This, this is something Nikola Tesla wrote in 1928. I want you to think about this. The guy was brilliant. He, he, was, a, he was a prophet. Listen, this is in 1928, people. He says, when wireless is perfectly applied, the whole earth will be converted into a huge brain, which in fact it is, all things being particles of a real and rhythmic whole. We shall be able to communicate with one another instantly, irrespective of how far apart we are. Not only this, but through television and telephony. Now listen, we didn't even have television for everybody back then, 1928. Not only this, but through television and telephony, we shall see and hear one another, that's what we have with our cell phones, as perfectly as though we were face-to-face, despite intervening distances of thousands of miles and the instruments through which we shall be able to do His will. Or To do this will be amazing, Amazingly simple compared with our present telephone. A man will be able to carry one of these items in his vest pocket. Every once in a while I get a call from Vietnam. Normally I just text on a a platform. Every once in a while they'll, they'll come and they'll actually come on my phone and I'll be right there watching them in a in a village in central Vietnam because they want to show me something about the village and people want to talk to me from that tribal group of minorities in Vietnam. That's exactly what Tesla prophesied and said in 1928 would be in my vest, the size of my vest pocket. 
The only thing I don't have is a vest. Those things have come, come to pass. He didn't know that part, but he had the technology totally figured out. Isn't that amazing? I have heard, I've met people from other countries. As I go to other countries and do missions work, I've had people from other countries come to this country to do missions work. Is that odd? You'd think, oh, Americans Christianized. It's like people all over the world are so freaked out about the condition of America today. People are flying here to do evangelize America because they're so concerned of the downfall of America. So this is a fascinating project it's called the Dissident Project. It was launched Monday. And uh, this and it's what it is, is immigrants who have come to America, who have come from very difficult and dangerous lands. They fled socialist countries and they decided the youngsters, the United States think socialism is cool and they are going, they're volunteering to go to high schools all over America to begin with, to talk to them about the, the horrible conditions and the lack, lack of freedom and the oppression in socialist countries. And it launched uh, Monday and with speakers set to travel to high schools across the U S and, uh, at no cost to the schools. The founder of this is a Venezuelan-born economist named Daniel D. Martino. Uh, and they have speakers from Venezuela, Cuba, Hong Kong, North Korea, who have immigrated to the U.S. and are dedicated to speaking about how socialism has destroyed their countries. Now, this is so powerful. I love this. Grace Joe, J-O, a speaker from North Korea, maybe it's Grace Ho, came to the U.S. after almost starving to death as a child under the country's socialist regime. Two of her brothers and her father died from starvation, according to the Dis Dissidents Project website. So I don't know whether it's dissident, dissidentproject.com.org, something, something. Maybe it has it later on here in this article. But anyway, it's very cool. All of us dissident project speakers came to America for freedom and it is our duty to preserve that love for freedom among the youngest generation. That's why we're stepping up doing our part. The project was inspired by Republican Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, and he uh, sponsored some legislation recognizing a statewide, quote, Victims of Communism Day, not Pride Month, Victims of Communism Day, annually on November 7 and requiring Florida schools to teach students about the evils of communism. Now, when's the last time you heard that done in California? You know why we don't do that? Because we've embraced communism. Honoring the people that have fallen victim to communist regimes and teaching our students about those atrocities is the best way to ensure that history does not repeat itself, according to Governor DeSantis. Starting in 2023 and 24 school year, students in Florida will be mandated to receive at least 45 minutes of instruction in their required U.S. government class about the evils of communism. Potential topics cover include to cover include Mao Zedong of the Cultural Revolution, Joseph Stalin and the Soviet system, Fidel Castro and the Cuban Revolution, Vladimir Lenin and the Russian Revolution, Pol Pot and the Khmer Rouge, and Nicolas Maduro and the Chavismo movement in Venezuela. Uh, okay. So the dis dissident 
project will focus its efforts in speaking to school districts in Florida, given DeSantis legislation, but will also advertise the opportunity to teachers across the country. Teachers also uh, who wish to host a speaker can do so for free. And uh, they can probably go on their website. So just Google or DuckDuckGo. I use DuckDuckGo. It's actually a better search engine. The Dissident Project, D-I-S-S-I-D-E-N-T, or just Dissident Project. I'm sure you'll stumble across it. And I think there's a form to fill out online if you want a speaker to come to your high school. Okay, we're going to come right back. We're halfway through our show. Don't despair. What if a man decides that his his gender identity is is woman? A woman has its own duty, and a man has its own duty. And a lady cannot duty the duty of a man, and a man cannot do a duty of a woman. Can a man? Become a woman? No. No? No. What about a transgender? Transgender? No. No? It look like to, if you want to become a lady but you're a man, you have something wrong in something your wrong. mind. Something wrong in your family, something wrong in you. What about if someone was non-binary? Come again? Non-binary? Uh-huh. Do you know, like non... Like uh, someone is... is uh, you're not a woman, you're not a man. Yeah, someone's like, someone is, is neither. There's something else, is that... I'm a man, He's saying we have never seen things like those. For a man, he has a penis. For a woman, he has a vagina. So we know this is a lady, this is a man. What if it's a woman with a... What if it's a woman with a penis? What? People are laughing. Is that, is that a dumb question? <laughs> Perhaps the most evil display of deception and murder we are subjected to today are found in the new phenomenon of mass school shootings. Prior to 1999, they were practically non-existent, but today they have almost become predictable. And if you are able to examine the evidence objectively without getting emotional, a pattern can be recognized. Former Naval Intelligence officer turned whistleblower Milton William Cooper wrote in his book, Behold a Pale Horse, published in 1991, that the CIA was using drugs and hypnosis on mental patients in order to persuade them to open fire on schoolyards to inflame the anti-gun lobby and do away with the Second Amendment. This probably sounds outlandishly evil, and it is, but the evidence is there. 
In the Columbine shootings of 1999, we are told that Eric Harris and Dylan Kleibolt acted alone. The town of Columbine, Colorado was created in 1958 for families and employees of the military industrial complex. Eric and Dylan were arrested a year prior to the shooting and were allegedly sodomized by the arresting officer, which may sound crazy, but a local officer admitted to raping informants, which is a known method of trauma-based mind control. After this January incident, Eric and Dylan were put into a juvenile diversion program and prescribed SSRI drugs known to cause homicidal ideation. During this time, Eric Harris was making online death threats and bomb threats. Local police were aware of this and drafted a search warrant affidavit, but it was ignored. Eric and Dylan threatened revenge for the January incident in their yearbook. They produced a school video about their plans and began openly collecting weapons, all of this while on probation, and nothing was done about it. During the shootings, the police stood outside the building and did nothing, while the sounds of automatic gunfire and explosions continued for hours. In official transcripts, there are over 100 witnesses who saw more than two shooters and more than 40 witnesses who identified the same two men in their 30s, one balding and the other with a short military-style haircut. Several witnesses described the same adult male throwing a pipe bomb on the roof of the library, all of them certain that it wasn't Dylan or Eric. And all of this information pertaining to additional shooters has been redacted. The FBI agent in charge of the Columbine investigation had a son who recently attended the school, who shot a student film inside Columbine High two years before the shooting about a character wearing a trench coat shooting up the school. Dylan and Eric fantasized about hijacking an airplane and crashing it into a New York City skyscraper in 1999. Are these just strange coincidences or remnants of the Fed's MKUltra program? An honest investigation into any of the mass school shootings following Columbine will have the same signatures, such as families involved in the military-industrial complex, prescribed SSRIs and other psychotropic drugs, psychological care provided by the state, and associations with law enforcement prior to the shootings. Just like we saw with the retired federal agent in regular communication with the Buffalo gunman in a private Discord chat room. And in the recent Texas school shooting, how is the perpetrator able to afford nearly $5,000 of weaponry? And why did the police stand down while children were slaughtered? We are still allowed to question these things, but for how long? This evil will never stop until the truth is exposed. And unfortunately, most of us are too emotional to see things as they really are. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. So I know uh, it was, it was interesting uh, when D-Day uh, 
the uh, memorial or the remembrance of D-Day on on June 6th uh, came about. Uh, I noticed that under Google, they celebrate, they they refuse to celebrate D-Day, Google. Google is um, anti-American. It's pretty plain. And they, what they uh, celebrated was World Tarot Card Day. Tarot, T-A-R-O-T, Satanist Day. Did you notice that on your, if you, if you use YouTube and they have a little emblem there, they have these little monikers or these little uh, icons, and it was, uh, when you run your cursor over it, it was World Tarot Card Day. But the, no matter what it was, whether they were celebrating putting your ding dong in the back of somebody or getting breasts when you're a guy or removing or getting a penis, something, I don't know, folks. That's one thing. But to ignore, uh, but enjoy the benefits of this country. That's why these people are so incredibly evil. They, they have, uh, reaped a uh, uh, harvest they, they've reaped a, a great harvest from this country yet they dis- despise the country the the foundings of this country so uh even though uh sometimes i speak about a celebratory day afterwards because a lot of times we just hear some stuff during that day and then we kind of just forget about it right so i'm just going to kind of push us along and uh and just remind you about the day. German casualties on D-Day have been estimated at, at between four and 9,000, 4,000 and 9,000 men. Allied casualties were documented at at least 10,000 with 4,414 uh, confirmed dead. If you've seen any video, it's just uh, unbelievable video. Uh, there's a lot to talk about here. and I'm just going to touch on a few things. On this day, uh, June 6, 1944, the Allied invasion of Normandy, um, that's off, that's the nation of France, Operation Overlord, they called it, Overlord, and Operation Neptune, they, it commenced that day. Uh, even though it was bad weather, it was overcast, it was difficult for people to see, they thought, hey, we can't wait. It le- led to the largest seaborne invasion in the history of the world, commonly referred to as D-Day, Nearly 160,000 troops crossed the English Channel with about 5,000 landing and assault craft, 289 escort vessels, 277 minesweepers. While the Allies failed to achieve any of their goals that day on the first day, it was amazing, huge losses. The operation began the liberation of France and laid the foundations for the Allied victory. It should remind us all in our personal lives that many times we what we observe is a defeat we put a lot of effort into something and we don't get the objectives we hope for it's the beginning of of a victory for us there's a a real cool photo that i wish i could show you but it's two guys standing by a craft i can't remember was an aircraft or some kind of sea craft and two guys and they'd shave their heads Two military young men shaved their heads, and they had a mohawk, a really gnarly-looking mohawk. And they were painting their faces like Native warriors would in America back in the day. 
It says, June 5th, 1944, this is the day before D-Day, two members of the Filthy 13, that was the name of these folks, with the 101st Airborne Division, sport Indian-style mohawks and apply war paint to one another before jumping into Normandy. In other words, they're going to drop, a lot of the folks got dropped in by airplanes behind enemy lines. Some And, and a huge number just got dumped on the beach out of Higgins' boats. The Filthy 13 was the name given to the first demolition section of the regimental headquarters company of the 506th Parachute Infantry Regiment, 101st Airborne Division. They were ordered to secure or destroy the bridges over the Duvet River during the Normandy invasion of Europe during 1944, June. Half, half of them were either killed, wounded, or captured, but they accomplished their mission. This unit was best known for the famous photo, which I can see and you can't, unfortunately. You can probably look it up. Look up the Filthy 13 Mohawks and you'll see it. It's totally cool. It's worth a look. This unit was best known for the famous photo, which appeared in Stars and Stripes, showing two members wearing Indian-style Mohawks and applying war paint to one another. You think, how did they figure all that out? I'll tell you. The inspiration for this came from the unit sergeant, Jake McNeese who was part Choctaw. <laughs> These guys threw down, man. They threw down. They called on all the spirits of the war, the warring spirits. I bet they Christians were calling on warring angels, and, and I bet the Native Americans were, were, were th throwing down, and all the animus were throwing down, wanting these warring spirits help to see if they're going to survive. All right. So, uh, let me go. Let's see. We're, we're good. We're good. I think um, I was going to go back up and talk about some more of my helpers keeping me online here. So uh, so I don't know whether you've been following this, but uh, some of you have been seeing 2000 mules. It's still around. You can order it online. Please go look at it. If you can go to the theaters, go look at it. It's shocking. Uh, many people have told me I wish I many people said I can't go because I'm so angry that they they are cheating and and uh, trying to take over the country. Uh, but uh, now there's this challenge to uh, local entities. Like, did that happen at your local entity? Like, I, I asked this. You've been you've been Sutter County residents. I you've been Sutter County leaders. The the you've been Sutter County supervisors. They didn't do a thing about the election. They didn't double check it. They just said, oh, you know, I you know, I, I'm not saying that Terry Hansen. I've known Terry Hansen for years and years and years. I always felt I had a good relationship with her. I'm not saying that she did anything wrong or dishonest. I'm not. I do have concerns about Dominion, the voting machines they use, and I have concerns about vote dumping into these ballot boxes. And the, if it, I think every supervisor and city council member and leader in our communities needs to look at 2,000 mules and ask themselves, did that happen here? And on your watch, it's your watch. You wanted the job. I didn't want the job. I'm interested in like the sheriff opening an investigation and, and see if there's any video of our ballot boxes and see if there's people dumping in bunches of ballots. It's against the law. And what's happening is they're going after some, some people and, and uh, they're doing investigations in various places around the country. They, there's a there's a sequel film coming out, but I think they used five different states where they did these investigations to put together this 2,000 mule uh, 
film. So let me just let me just cut. I mean, you can find these articles all over. I think I think it's fascinating because I've been following it since the the Trump election and before. Former St. Louis, San Luis, Arizona. This is one of the states that 2000 Mules focused on, but they didn't they didn't uncover this. This was uncovered separately before 2000 Mules. Former San Luis, Arizona mayor Guillermina like Guillermo, but Guillermina Fuentes, a major local Democrat operative, pled guilty this week to ballot harvesting, the Arizona Attorney General's office announced. Fuentes, along with Alma Juarez, was indicted in December of 2020, each on one felony count of ballot abuse, also known as ballot harvesting, where political operatives collect ballots from voters and turn them in on their behalf. And sometimes there's money exchange. Sometimes they'll pay people for taking that they can take their ballot for them. They'll pay the the voter. And in many times, the people like Germina and Alma, they got paid as well from organizations like put together by Barack Obama. And they funded this. Juarez pled guilty in March. This week, Fuentes pled guilty as well. According to prosecutors, Fuentes used her status as a powerful local Democrat operative to run a ballot harvesting scheme that collected ballots from voters in Arizona in August 2020 primary election. Prosecutors accused Fuentes of collecting and filling out ballots, not just collecting and taking and putting them in, depositing, but filling out ballots from voters as part of the scheme. In some cases, prosecutors allege that Fuentes paid voters to let her collect their ballots because she was getting paid by someone else. Uh, Prosecutors were apparently unable to prove the most serious charges, dropping three felony counts, alleging that Fuentes filled out one voter's ballot and forged signatures on some of the four ballots she illegally returned for people who were not family members. Fuentes and her co-defendant were seen with several mail-in envelopes outside a cultural center in San Luis. On the day of 2020 primary, the ballots were taken inside and dropped in a ballot box. There was some evidence suggesting Fuentes actively canvassed San Luis neighborhoods and collected ballots, in some cases paying for the ballots. Totally, All this is totally illegal. In, in January 2021, a San Antonio, Texas woman was charged with operating a massive ballot harvesting scheme that involved election fraud, illegal voting, unlawfully assisting people voting by mail, and unlawfully possessing an official ballot. Fuentes... Uh, also serves on the Gladstone Elementary School Board, an elected position that she will lose as a result of her guilty plea. She's facing up to two years in prison. Sentencing is set for June 30. In October 2020, in Denton County, Texas. Now, this is Texas. We're talking about Arizona. Now we're talking Texas. Sheriff's Office arrested 39-year-old Zul Mirza Mohammed. For an alleged mail-in voter fraud operation, not just one vote, an operation. Mohammed, charged with 109 counts of voter fraud, was allegedly using a fraudulently obtained P.O. box to request and deliver a large quantity of absentee ballots that he would then fill out and turn in. 
Federal election data reveals that about 28.4 million mail-in ballots have gone missing in the last four election cycles dating back to 2012. Listen, they have a way of tracking all these ballots. And the way the 2000 Mules people tracked things was by the pings on cell phones. Unbelievable. That's just above my pay grade. It just surprises. It just amazes me. According to the Pew Research Analysis, there are potentially 24 million ineligible or inaccurate voter registrations on state voter rolls. Let me just say this. We have asked this of the local people. I've talked to Terry Hansen. I've talked to Donna Johnston about how are you purging the rolls. This is Pew Research Center. This is not a right-wing operation. This is Pew P.E.W. Research Center analysis, there are potentially 24 million ineligible and or inaccurate voter registration on state voter rolls. It's unbelievable. So how, how are we going to what do we do when the people that are supposed to do the investigating, whether it's the district attorney in either county or it's the sheriff. Won't investigate. When you have all the way around uh, around the country, we got people cheating left and right all over the place in state after state after state. We just got an arrest of a former congressman and uh, an elections governor in Philadelphia. They just arrested these guys. Cheating, adding votes. They, they could get into the system and add votes, just all kinds of stuff. Over a period of years, they've been doing this every year. This is a game to them. This is a uh, a write-up. I don't know whether this local guy wrote this or he just passed it along, but he's a retired government employee. I'll just leave it at that. He says, hide the women and children because here comes more not-so-cheerful news and commentary. It was learned today that the FBI has an office in the offices of Clinton attorney Sussman and that Sussman has a pass key to the FBI offices. For those who don't follow the news, too many, I fear, Sussman is an attorney who was found guilty, found not guilty by a D.C. jury last week, of lying to the FBI when he texted that he had info, info for them about a Russian bank and Trump, but made it clear that he was not representing a client and just wanted to do his civic duty as a good Samaritan. The fact that he billed, he sent a bill to the the Democrat National Committee, the DNC, and to Hillary Clinton for his work on the bank and Trump was apparently ignored by the jury. In other words, he did have a client. He lied. But the jury found him innocent because they were all for Clinton, and many of them were actually donated, donors to Clinton. Corrupt jury, corrupt judge. A few days ago, the guy goes on, says 72-year-old advisor, a 72-year-old advisor to Trump, that's Peter Navarro he's referring to, author and apparent terrorist, was indicted for failing to comply with the January 6th committee subpoena where he had claimed executive privilege. In other words, you can have executive privilege under your president. Not today's. He, this is back then. Only Trump can waive that privilege under the Constitution or the law, but unlike with Eric Holder, there was no resort to the court about whether his privileges were valid. The AG instead of instead got Biden to waive Trump's privilege. Totally in, in, illegal. 
Navarro's request that the AG contact his attorney on his low-grade misdemeanor was ignored, and he was arrested by five. Let me say this again. These people are corrupt, the FBI. The same with the Highway Patrol. Five FBI agents at the airport, handcuffed, searched, and he was uh, denied food and water and eventually had had to post a $100,000 bail. He was also put in John Hinckley's cell, who was the attempted assassin of President Reagan after Hinckley was released the other day. You will recall that Eric Holder, our former attorney general under Obama, was held in contempt for refusing to comply with a congressional subpoena on the Fast and Furious operation in 2002, claiming executive privilege. That issue went to court and the court's ruling that the privilege did not apply and was ignored by Holder. Even after he lost the court case, Holder said, screw you. I'm not going to give you anything. This was a request by Congress 11 years ago, and the AG bring uh, never has brought charges against Eric Holder. And then we had the somewhat clownish 70-plus-year-old member Roger Stone. Roger Stone, I think, is 80. They raided him, I don't know, way more FBI agents, plus they brought along, as this writer says, he had 20 armed FBI agents. This is an elderly man and his wife. That's all they have in their residential home. He's an author and he's worked on political campaigns. Roger Stone. 20 armed FBI. When have you ever seen 20 armed FBI agents? At an assassination, maybe? I've seen FBI agents. N- never a group like that. They woke him up at dawn, arrested him at gunpoint, was conveniently filmed by CNN, who was tipped off, and and they were all as a team. Uh, you remember that Trump is guilty of treason? Remember the duo, Tapper and Brennan, the liars? They both lied under oath to Congress on national TV. And then we had the admitted liar, McCabe who oversaw the Obama coup attempt and approved the perjurious affidavits to the FISA court. Next, we had Comey, who proudly stated that he illegally gave classified information to a New York correspondent friend and, of course, was not charged at all. And Comey refused to charge Hillary Clinton for her unlawful handling of classified information, claiming she had no criminal intent, even though intent is not an element of the charge. Case in point, the Navy midshipman who went to prison courtesy of the DOJ for taking a cell phone picture for his personal private use of the submarine he worked on. The guy says, I love I love my adopted country and I'm deeply concerned for her future. I have sadly concluded that the Democrats and the deep state allies are not just ignorant. They are also simply mis they're not simply misguided. They and America's Pravda, the mainstream media, are the treacherous sworn enemies of the United States of America and a very real threat to everything we stand for and cherish. And it is time we begin to treat them as such. Treat them as such. Did you see where Paul Pelosi? Uh, in fact, I, I'm not going to mention. I, it's later in the show. I have a couple clips about Paul Pelosi ran a stop sign, crashed into another vehicle, and I don't know whether it hurt anybody. I, I I've heard two things. One, there were children in the car, and uh, they just dropped the charges. CHP just didn't deal with it, right? You know, CHP, they protect all the political people. 
They've, they've turned out to be the local corrupt FBI. I'll be right back. Can't you see? Getting your vote is what they're trying to do. And then they get elected and then they screw you. Because all they really cared about is the companies. And now they're sitting back laughing, counting all their money. It's called political corruption. It's not about production. It's all about destruction of the society. It's causing a disruption and it's bound for eruption. We give money to Ukraine and it's bothered me from day one. And you have plenty of people just here. I say, how come it's always the United States that gets ripped? But what I was having a problem with are two things. Number one, Ukraine is known before him for ter- tremendous corruption. Tremendous. More than just about any country in the world. In fact, they're rated one of the most corrupt countries in the world. And I don't like giving money to a country that's that corrupt. True love involves the truth about male and female. I'm Randy Thomason with your SaveCalifornia.com Minute. Science has found zero evidence of the so-called gay gene. It's just not there. And science says if you've inherited a Y chromosome from your father, you're male. If not, you're female. When we follow facts and logic, the distinction of male and female is something we'll all agree with. Why, even back in 1967, in the original Star Trek series, only two sexes was a universal constant. Why didn't you build that translator with a feminine voice? We didn't. But I heard the idea of male and female are universal constants, Cochran. There's no doubt about it. The companion... Is female. See why homosexuality and transsexuality are fake genders at SaveCalifornia.com, championing your values in California. President Trump said to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Chicago Mayor Little Lori Lightfoot just gave a call to arms. If anyone in America is an insurrectionist, it's Little Lori. And instead of coming at me on Twitter, this failed mayor should be focused on protecting the good people of Chicago. Sadly, she refuses to do that. Let's just look at some of the headlines since this murder mayor took office. From ABC 7 Chicago, one month old, shot in the head. Chicago Tribune, 361 businesses close in Chicago. Chicago Sun-Times, Chicago's most violent weekend, sees 104 shot, 14 children wounded. And from Courthouse News, Chicago projects $733 million budget shortfall in 2022. Chicago Tribune, 2021 is Chicago's deadliest year in a quarter century. And just this week, Sean, NBC Chicago says Boeing is to move its headquarters out of Chicago. Her city is a war zone. Her people are suffering. Businesses are fleeing. Little Lori needs to get off Twitter and make Chicago safe again. Whenever a person gets arrested, the police take a mugshot. These mugshots get entered into the public record. We should have a right to see them. Unless, of course, you're married to Nancy Pelosi. And you get drunk, you blow a stop sign, and smash your brand new Porsche into another guy's car in the middle of the night on the way back to your multi-million dollar Napa vineyard. According to police, that's what Nancy's husband, Paul Pelosi, did over the weekend. What did you do? He crashed, failed the blood alcohol test, and was charged with drunken driving. 
But for some reason, we can't get our hands on his mugshot. Nobody in California will release it. Somebody's protecting Papa Pauly. Primetime has done everything by the book. We called the jail. They told us to call the sheriff, who told us to call the city council, and they gave us the runaround. So we filed an official records request in writing and got this response, quote, the individual is not currently in custody in Napa County Jail. <laughs> Therefore, the booking photos you have requested are exempt from disclosure. Because the records you seek are exempt from release, we have closed your request. <laughs> we don't even really know what that means, but it sounds like screw you. You don't get mugshots of only people who are currently in jail. <laughs> Plenty of people get booked in and out and have their mugshots released. But Paul Pelosi is not like everyone else. So almost 96 hours after this crime took place, we have yet to see Pauly P's mugshot. So we commissioned a sketch artist to draw Pauly P's mugshot based on witness descriptions and publicly available information. And here's what we came up with. We will show this picture until the real one is released. Primetime is not going to give up on this. In fact, we've got a whole team of lawyers working on it right now, and they're pretty expensive. While we're at it, we'd also like to see the body camera footage. Don't tell me those cops weren't wearing cameras. So we're filing a freedom of information request for that footage as well, because we have a right to know if Nancy Pelosi's husband said, don't you know who I am? And I want to know if he can say his ABCs backwards during the field sobriety test. Hopefully Napa County will do the right thing. I don't want to go to jail. He doesn't want to go to jail. Have you been drinking and operating this motor vehicle? Yeah, a lot. Well, well then drink. you're probably going to jail. I'm going to need you to breathe into this for me. Officer, you don't need to do that. I'm going to say that judging by the look of this car, you can't afford my bribe. Why? How much do you charge? 5,500. <sighs> That's a lot. That's too much. Are they? What, why so high? I have an expensive cocaine habit. But you know, uh, it's more than that. I feel like when I set the price up higher, it takes it out of the realm of petty crime and helps me preserve my sense of personal integrity. Sort of feeling of self-worth, if you're, yeah. Well, uh, it was nice chatting with you. Anywho, I'm still going to need you to breathe into this for me. Uh, you're going to want to blow, not suck there. Oh, uh, yeah, that's pretty much off the chart. You're drunk. You're going to jail. Step out of the vehicle. I don't want to. Sir, I'm going to ask you to exit the vehicle one more time. Might as well. I can't. All right, that's it. Get out of the car. Oh, you're Go down here. here. Please get you're drunk. Oh. You'll don't be ashamed of yourself. Officer, oh, I'm officer, think about officer, this officer. Listen, no, 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 Sir, no, no, no. please get back in the car. Listen to what I've got to say. He's not drunk. I've made a terrible mistake. I. I do this sometimes. I get a little... It's the adrenaline. Over and well, actually, it arouses me. Sexually? Oh, that... I I'm so sorry. Please, uh, please, let me help you. Can you forgive me? Did you eat something? Is it food poisoning? That no one is above the law. No one is above the law. No one is above the law. Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? When you were eight and you had bad treats, you go to school and learn the golden rule. So why are you acting like a bloody fool? If you
All right, back. The other day, I <clears throat> I had a little plumbing issue over here, and I was able to solve it on my own, but it reminded me of how valuable the thrifty rooter people are because, you know, it's amazing. America, <clears throat> even with services and what it used to be, except for some of the com- companies I work with here, service is not what it used to be. But when you get down to some of these plumbing companies and contractors and stuff, they do a great job. And Thrifty Rooter, you can call those people or send them a message off the Internet at thriftyrooter.net. And they will come over there. They'll come to your house right away and fix your problem. Isn't that something? This on it, man. You don't have to, like, thrash around and call a bunch of people. They just they got a system down. They got dispatchers just like law enforcement. You can call 530-673-8201. You can go on their website at thriftyrooter.net and see all the cool stuff they do. You think, oh, well, they just fixed the pipe, right? No, no, no. You, you, need, to go, you need to go to the website, thriftyrooter.net, and check it out. They got a whole menu of things they do that you might think, oh, well, I bet they could solve that for me. Like, how come my line slows up at certain certain time of the year? You can send them a message off the Internet, off the website, or you can dial them up. And they got people waiting there. They got dispatchers, not just oh, some. T- so you never call someplace, and sometimes they just you just get an answer machine, or you or you get nobody, or nobody calls you back. They're not like that. Thriftyrooter.net. Thriftyrooter. Call them. They've been around here. You know there was. You know when they started, when they went up to the foothills to do work up there, they had to watch for dinosaurs because they still ran the some of the foothills up there. So. They've been around for decades, Thrifty Rooter. You, you don't stay in small business. I was talking to somebody about small businesses the other day and how often small businesses fail. Like they say that small businesses in the first few years of a small business, 95% fail. Isn't that amazing? A lot of times it's <clears throat> they just don't know what they're doing. They have, a, they have a good idea, but they don't know what they're doing or they don't have a business plan. And so they don't know. They don't ever know what they're actually going to accomplish. They just try to sell stuff but uh when you see a company that's been around for almost 50 years you know they got something going on they got a good thing going so the other people that i'm just fascinated with the whole industry is a security business helping secure your business you know the founding fathers felt that if the capitalism uh, going out and working would never work unless there was unless you could secure your own private property you know Owning your own property, owning a piece of property, having possession of property, having your own car, having real estate, having this, having that, owning stocks and bonds and things like that. That's a relatively new thing in hum- in, in the history of humanity. And they felt that it, for people to build wealth and to share wealth with their loved ones, the only only way that could could continue and thrive is if the country was uh, – under law and order, people had to honor and not steal from each other, right? We know everybody, there's going to be some theft, right? You tell people not to murder, and they still murder people. Not everybody. It's a very small percentage, but you have to deal with it, right? There is some maintenance. You like the tomatoes, but you got to pick off the worms, and you got to pick the weeds off. So Elite Universal Security pro- provides security for people, keeping their stuff, their stuff. And there's never been a time in the United States in modern history. 
I'll just talk about my last decades. I'll say since the World War II. There has never been a time when it's so fragile, the stability of our cities. And people are just running crazy. There's mentally ill people. There's drug-crazed people uh, on the streets of our towns. And and we need private. That's where private business can come in and help us. Elite Universal Security, if you need some help with your business, you're at home. I mean, we just had protesters rush. A guy tried to rush the Supreme Court justice's house, Brett Kavanaugh, Brett Kavanaugh, with guns. Loaded up, man. He's ready to do business. Whether it's your home, your government, your nonprofit, your school, if you need security, Elite Universal Security can help you. 530-749-0280. If you want a job, Lots of people are looking for extra work right now because who expected these high prices when, I mean, Trump told us what it was going to be, but you never know till you get there, right? What it's going to really look like. I don't, so anyway, if you need some extra work, you can get on there uh, and become a guard. They'll train you. 530-749-0280. They also have a website, Elite University, sorry, EliteUniversalSecurity.com. Uh, okay. And, uh, also if you want to get on with thrifty rooter as a plumber, they, they will, they'll take you on over there and they will train you. They're looking for good workers. Everybody's looking for good workers. I'm having a little problem with my Afghan refugees trying to find them a job because they, they, their English is still a little rugged. Uh, but they're, they're good people. They're honest people to show up for the job. So, uh, we're still working, but, but if you could speak English, uh, there's and you'll show up for the job. There's work everywhere. Uh, also, Greenitz Construction, Dave Greenitz. Uh, you know, just check his sites out: GreenitzConstruction.com and Dave Greenitz Construction Facebook page. And uh, if you're if you really know what you want, or you or you're looking for some ideas, or you you know you just want a really cool kitchen or bath, and you just want to start rehabbing your house the house i've lived in my house so long and i'm always fixing something breaking stuff's wearing out paint needing paint cracks somewhere everything need wear and tear right so these guys can make your house unbelievable so you don't even want to leave the house anymore you'll just be a hoarder you can call them at 530-682-9602 or text that number 682-9602 or you can uh you can just shoot them a message right off those platforms. That's what they tell me. In fact, I think I've checked it out before. So let me go back to what we're doing, and i got a couple more people later, but uh, let me just start getting into some other stuff. Um, so one of the big, you know, one of the big exciting things, you know, there's, I mentioned there's a few races I was really happy for it. And I was really, really sad that some folks didn't get in that would make really good representatives, honest people, patriots. They would never shut down this community again. I'll tell you that we have nine of ten supervisors that are on record that says they're going to close this community again and make you wear a mask. That should just, uh, you think, oh, I can handle that. Okay, fine. But it's more than that. They're going to take everything from you eventually. They're just. They're just going to say the next thing is they're going to say you can't drive certain places. You can't drive over 50 miles. Or, you know, they're going to put limits. You're not going to be able to get fuel. 
They're going to say you either drive electric or whatever, right? There's this, unless we stop it here, you think, oh, it's just a mask. No, it isn't just a mask. We had this fight with this uh, Yubisutter Arts Council. Those people are blind as bats. They're, they're just don't, they don't get it. None of them. The board members are clueless. They don't know what's going on. They, they are going to get caught. Feel bad for them, but it's like, can't help them. But we have nine of 10 of our Yubisutter supervisors that said that they think Dr. Liu, uh, or they, they, they agree with the way they handled the uh, COVID thing. They supported their health officer who didn't actually was caused many, many people to be sick and die here. And uh, actually gave people no hope and and didn't tell people how to take care of themselves. Uh, she actually deprived people of medication that could have fixed them and gave people wrong medical advice. She should be sued for malpractice. Uh, but that's what we're facing. And it has COVID is the term COVID. And, and, and I remember, uh, in fact, I just talked to this lady on the phone the other day. She left for a month she's retired but she was a medical uh, educator in college and she, i remember standing in the yuba county jail teaching a class to inmates and we were talking waiting for the inmates to come in and we were talking about covid and this was before covid really got going and before we got pushed out of the yuba county jail because of covid and she said lou you know what covid is and i said I never i don't know the term what is covid what are you talking about they said that's a common cold that is the term, the lab term, for the various mutations that gives you the symptoms called the common cold. Now, nowhere in the history of the world has anybody had a meltdown over the common cold. Sometimes we get a mild cold, a major cold, turns into pneumonia, turns into this, turns into that. But we go to the doctor, we get treated, we make it, right? It doesn't kill people. But these, these, uh, the global cabal created this, and uh, they. Some people claim they weaponized it to make it worse in the lab, and uh, they did a public relations scheme and a scam that this was going to kill everybody. And even with very, very top doctors saying that's not true. No one will die of COVID as long as they don't have other comorbidities like cancer or heart, heart disease or they got lung problems or da-da-da-da. 99.9% of people will just have COVID and get sick, have some symptoms, and move on. But they hypersensitive the whole thing and made people super. How many people have told you, oh, I got COVID or, oh, I got tested. I tested positive for COVID, and they're not even sick. They just tested positive for COVID. And, and they, they accomplished, they, they did a psychological operation, a PSYOP, and they took control, not of the streets. Our streets weren't blocked off. In Vietnam, they were blocked off with razor wire and stuff. You couldn't drive down the streets. Here, they just controlled your mind. The, 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 the barricades were in your mind. The fear was in your mind. It wasn't like a guy standing outside your door with a gun. The fear was in your mind, and so that's what's happening today, and that's why I was really hoping that uh, Dan Flores would have been defeated. And we may not be a, we 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 may not have seen the end of the controversy over Dan Flores, 
as things are coming out about his uh, what may be illegal activities with the Sutter County Office of Education and the ripping off, the deceiving uh, of the uh, the government employees that gave away uh, a lot of tax money. I said the other day it was $450,000 and $10,000 in a, in a and a fellow told me that no, said, Lou, you're way under undershot it. He, he said he ripped the place off. So we're liable to see uh, more come out about Dan Flores, uh, as we saw during the election. But enough people uh, maybe hadn't seen the facts or were not convinced. But uh, Dan Flores is a seedy character. And uh, if, they, if he hasn't done things illegal, they're at least unethical. And they certainly have ripped off the voter. For a guy that claims he's a public servant, there's nothing public servant about this guy. This guy is is about serving. Everybody's got to serve Dan. And he's got more streams flowing through his pockets, financial streams. He's making money left and right. I I don't have any problem with people making money. When they're they're ripping off the taxpayer, I got a big problem with it. And I'm going to do everything I can to make a big deal out of it. How about that? So the fact that we lost, uh, we didn't have Courtney Ortega in instead of Flores is a huge loss. A lot of times people run for office and there's not much to them. There was something to this woman. And it's really sad that she uh, did not get in. Uh, The other one uh, that I was sad is uh, Eric Malo, but I just don't think Eric worked hard enough. And, uh, you know, I'm a friend of Eric's. And uh, he would made a very good supervisor. And what's going on at the Yuba Water Agency is despicable. They now they got money coming out their ears, and they they're way above their pay grade. You know, five of those members on that board are automatically appointed there because they're supervisors to the uh, the Yuba County. So they get that job as automatic, and they make a big bunch of money out of it. And then they have two members that. To make it seven, five plus two, they have two members, one from North Yuba County, one from South Yuba County that are elected. But recently they announced they're going to have a hundred and they want an education facility that none of them would put up on their own and try to make a dollar on because it's a big loser. Of They're going to spend like they have already spent five hundred thousand. It's amazing. They don't even go to the voters. They just OK spending five hundred thousand dollars to do to do some uh planning for this thing and it's going to be 125 or 150 million dollars to teach kids about water and fish now listen people that we got the we got the big we somebody should go over and paint a big s on their building for stupid that's a big stupid right there big stupid and i can show you and i'm going to look it up i ran across a a project where these this this government entity put together this big public museum out in the middle of nowhere. They spent millions of dollars, not one hundred and twenty five hundred million, and it just today is just full of tumbleweed. It just they just wasted, it. And, they, and they admit it right on the YouTube video. I'm going to play it for you because these guys, if they're not stopped, they are dumping money on all kinds of stupid stuff, and I'm going to do my best to investigate it and bring it out. But one of the the bright spots in the election is a guy named uh, Bishop uh, was elected instead of Hasty, 
and Hasty has done nothing but mismanage millions of Yuba College dollars. If you go by Yuba College to Linda Campus, you can just, it, we should call it Yuba Hasty <laughs> because that campus has been allowed to fall apart. And he was in the construct of a bond initiative years ago where we were paying $12 back for every $1 we borrowed. Hundreds of millions of dollars blown out. And you know where the money was spent? It was spent for the, it spent developing the Sutter County campus on 99, but the majority of it is going into a Woodland campus. And I, and it's interesting that Yuba and Sutter counties are paying the lion's share. Yuba, Yuba and Sutter County homeowners, property owners are paying the lion's share of the Yuba to develop a college campus in Woodland. And I would just say, why, 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 what's happening to our, you don't want to lend a campus, Yuba college trustees. And that's what's happened. Just go out there and look. I, I went to that school for a couple of years. I, no, for one year I went there and I checked it. Uh, you know, I went there and took classes and the same, th they haven't improved the landscaping and some of the look of that place since the 1960s. It's absolutely a crime what they've done to that place and allow buildings to just deteriorate. You know, any building, you know, there, you know, there are buildings in this country that are hundreds of years old because they've been maintained. Any building, you could build a brand new building. Like there's a building, we got 20 year old building out at Glad Tidings that I, I went out there and I just said, hey, this building's deteriorating. And it just hadn't been the, the material. It just hadn't been maintained. That's all. It was all, you know, it was good. You don't maintain it or anything, it's going to fall apart. And they just let that campus in Linda totally fall apart till they just shoved buildings over. And they abandoned buildings that went downtown Yuba City and moved their entire uh, administration down there and paying over almost $400,000 a year to be down on Plumas Street. It's just an absolute waste of taxpayers' money. And now we have the Yuba Water Agency, which is another Brent Hasty uh, boondoggle. Claims he sold, he's so brilliant on water. They have wasted so many, many dollars on humbugs over there. And now this, this education center is a total Barnum and Bailey circus operation. It's ridiculous. They would never do that on their own to try to make a profit if they had their own business. It's only, that only works when you have government boondoggles and dumping millions and millions of dollars to maintain that. It, it, uh, so thankfully, uh, we have a new director named Bishop, uh, with that's Bishop's, the Bishop pumpkin farm family farming. And hopefully he will bring some sense to this, this board, uh, because, and I, I, I he didn't just beat Brent hasty. You know, a lot of these politicians get so full of themselves and arrogant. They don't even campaign anymore. And I, I'm thrilled when the incumbents don't campaign anymore, because if a guy puts some energy into it, it kicked their rear. He'll kick their rear. And uh, so hopefully we'll, we'll have some sense and we'll get a, hopefully we get a, a new supervisor on, on the board and maybe get two new, we'll have two new directors on the water agency. Uh, well, we're going to get two new directors. We'll get Bishop and then we'll get somebody in the uh, fifth district, Hill district to represent the uh, board of supervisors. But we need to get rid of people, whether they retire early, drop dead, recall them. 
I don't care how it happens. We need some fresh blood because things ain't going right, and we need to make some changes. I got one more segment, and uh, then we'll be done for today, and uh, we'll, we'll keep it real. Take it all away and give it to some other guy. The government. The government. The government can. The government can. And who can tax the sunrise? Who can tax the sunrise? Who can tax the trees? Who can tax the trees? Let you run a business and collect up all the fees. The government. And who can give a bailout? Bail tell us to behave. Tell us to behave. And make the founding fathers roll over in the grave. The government. Listen to this. The Constitution does not say that government shall decree the right to keep and bear arms. The Constitution says the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. I think it's pretty obvious that this uh, virus came from a lab in China, right? I mean, China. <sighs> okay. Um. Woo! Where is your tinfoil hat? Like, honestly, do you wear it all the time or just at home or I'm two weeks to slow the spread stuff? This is going to last longer than two weeks. Just watch. It's only going to be two weeks. Okay. They clearly stated it's just going to be two weeks to slow the spread. They're going to try to keep the churches shut down. No, they're not. You sound crazy. Okay. They're going to push for vaccine passports. They are. They're going to push for vaccine passports. Oh my gosh, they're not going to push for anything. You sound like a nut job. Any kind of lockdown is going to give more power to to government and it's it's going to destroy the economy. <laughs> destroy the economy. Oh my gosh, what are you an economist now or something? I'm just There was none and has never ever been any Trump Russia collusion. That is not true, okay? Trump and Putin are best friends. I mean, they are they're best friends. We will see inflation if Biden gets in. I'm just saying, if he gets in, we're gonna see inflation.
There will be no inflation. People are never going to want to go back to work after this shutdown. I'm just saying. They're... Uh, no. People will want to go back to work. There's some really dark stuff on Hunter Biden's computer. Like, dark. Have any of you guys seen it? There is no laptop. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Where is your hat? Where Where is the tinfoil hat? Where do you keep it? We will see higher gas prices if Biden gets in. Just, just, you know, make a note of that. <laughs> Call me crazy, but... Actually, we do. We, uh, we all think you're crazy. We're concerned about your mental health. I think it's pretty obvious who the big guy is in the emails. Um, but again, that's just me. You guys don't see it, so. The world is full of assholes, right? You do realize that. Yeah, and you know why? Why? Because people let them get away with it. Um, it's part of the problem with the coverage of the economy that people like White House aides and yes, TV anchors don't feel the pinch as much as the average American. And let me put that in a personal way, Gene. Do you feel the pinch? Do you feel the pain? You know, I, I feel the I feel the pain for for so many families in our okay. lives. I think but for I'm, you, do you feel? You know, I, I mean, seventy-two dollars for gas this morning. Do you feel it? Do you pay it? Look, I, you know, we see it. We see, you know, gallon ga, ga, gallon of milk go to, to $5. Everybody understands that that is a hit. I think I'm not going to try to say that I, you know, feel that pain personally as much as so many families who make 50 or 60,000. Yeah, listen, uh, we f***ed up, you know, gallon, ga, ga, gallon of... Searching out of space, forgetting the human race while we are fading. Why are we controlled with brass tags on our head? Being souls, fighting every day. The women and children say, Why are we dying? Corporations rule, treating us like fools, but we are waking. Why are we controlled with products on our head? All right, this is segment six, and um, I want to just mention uh, another plumbing operation, the plumbing doctor, Ted Holmes, uh, been my friend for, five, we're pushing five decades, man, and uh, he's started a number of businesses in the area, been very successful, hires a lot of people, gives, gives people a second chance in life. He's a great guy. I've traveled with him all over the world, helping people that were, he's been on 
Native American reservations, orphanages in Mexico, building surgery centers in the Congo. Uh, Papua New, worked on a building in Papua New Guinea. We went over and built a child care center at Horsley's Green, England. Been all over the place. Built a, worked on a radio station operation in Honduras. And uh, runs a plumbing doctor. And if you have a need for plumbing, you can also reach the plumbing doctor at 530-671-9111. Ted is always looking for good workers. Also has the liftoff floor removal. They're looking for people. You can call the same number and, and hook up with them if you want to work or if you want them to do some work for you. They'll work around the clock. 530-671-9111. And... Uh, all right, let's see if I covered everybody today. I think I did. And, uh, okay, let me go down here and see if we, we can pick up some. Uh... Did you know, I, I, do you, you still remember that the, uh... let me see here. You still remember that uh, the state of California is really a communist state or a socialist state. And uh, I was just telling some, talking to somebody on the phone about the DMV. He said he knew a woman over there. She's worked there for 40 years, and, and uh, she keeps trying to retire, and they call her back and do special projects. He said they're paying her. The state is paying her almost $60 an hour. She said that she said to my friend, <clears throat> called me just before I did the show today, that <clears throat> that she said, you just have no idea how many millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars are being wasted by the government of California. And uh, when you look at cars that are 20 years old and you're still paying a hundred and something dollars for a registration fee every single year, some, do you know, some States only charge every other year and only charge like $30. We're just getting totally screwed here. And now we have these undocked, we have these sanctuary state, which simply means that, if somebody's illegal here, they're not going to remove them. Do you know that uh, that Francisco Ravellas supported? This is the superintendent, which unfortunately is of uh, Yuba County Office of Education. Fortunately, just a sad, sad, sickening uh, fact that he was reelected, and uh, he's a do nothing, big hot air, talk, 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 talk. And in fact, I just learned this week that, uh, you know, I was on that board for, I think, three terms, three, four year terms. And really, the, the Office of Education serves other all the other districts, the unified school districts. So Wheatland and Marysville and all, you know, all, all the districts, Camptonville. These are all school districts at the the county. The only reason the county schools are. The county office of education is there is to serve the other schools, help with special ed and problem children and children that have speech problems, etc. So anyway, the Wheatland School District, uh, Nicole Newman, great supervisor down there. She's a, one, a great superintendent. She's the one that fought the masks first, trying to get the kids unmasked down in Wheatland. So she contacted the, the office of education in Yuba County and asked them, because they have medical people, they have nurses, they have all kinds of people that work for the, the county office. And she asked that if this uh, an RN could, she needed an RN to oversee an LVN that they employed to take care of the kids because they have some medically challenged children that they teach, whether they're autistic or whether they're in a wheelchair, whether they have a feeding tube, very seriously ill children. 
and uh, or damaged children. And so she has an LVN working there, but she wanted to be overseen by, she had to have it overseen by an RN. That doesn't mean the RN has to work down there. And Yuba County already had an RN. Instead of, so when she asked this, the, the county to oversee or just have this LVN work under the RN, Francisco Ravello said uh, they're not going to do that. Get your own RN. That's why there's a huge waste of money in public education. Things, decisions like that, instead of sharing an RN, the influence of an RN. I've had doctors that have uh, that I've known have actually overseen other doctors in town when they they got on probation or something from the medical from the medical board. It doesn't mean they have to work there. They don't have to see patients. They just oversee their charts and just are in contact with them, overseeing it. It's no big, not a big deal. But Francisco Ravellis uh, is is not. Uh, he doesn't get high marks from the districts because uh, the Wheatland people had to go out and spend another hundred or so thousand dollars of your money and my money, right? It's not their money. Francisco Ravellis is not spending his money. He's getting overpaid for doing very little. And so it cost uh, our, you know, it's all us. It's Yuba County, folks. If you live in Yuba County, that's all there is. It's just you ducks here. And when you got when you got leaders that will not cooperate and work together and it and the taxpayer has to pay out. I'm telling you, people, it's it's just a crying shame that he was reelected. But uh, the sad thing is. When people run for office, it's a big job, and they can't. it's hard to get the word out. So we have a sanctuary state, and he endorses it. Ravella supports people like Tony Thurman, who is into the sanctuary state, and, and they will not. At, at Yuba College, for instance, I'll tell you, Yuba College has told their, stu- their uh, teachers, if there's illegals going to school out here, getting free schooling, though they're from another country, uh, don't say anything to immigration and that's basically what the uh the government of of, of uh, california has told local law enforcement do not call do not cooperate with immigration with ice even though ice has been co- their job is to keep people out of this country that are here illegally they they break in they break into the it's like I don't know anybody that would welcome people breaking into their house and let them have a sanctuary stay there. But these guys are allowing people to break into the country. So they're not undocumented immigrants. They're illegal aliens. Right? They're not undocumented immigrants. They didn't go through and ask permission. They didn't just like, oh, I didn't get the paperwork right. Sorry, my bad. No, no, no. They came in here illegally. It's like breaking into your house. So you remember Kate Steinle that got murdered, or maybe it was manslaughter, involuntary manslaughter. Kate Steinle was walking with her father on the near the ocean side. Well, there, I can't remember it was Fisherman's Wharf or downtown San Francisco, along the water, and a gun went off, and um, it led back to this guy named. His last name is Garcia Zarate. And uh, he had been in the country many, many times. They they send him. He commits crimes. They send him away. 
He comes back, send him away. He's born in Leon, Guanajuato, Mexico. He worked in a shoe factory before immigrating to the U.S. at about the age of 20. Court records show he was struggling with mental illness and schizophrenia. This is a guy never did attempt, never applied, just like I'm applying. I'm going to apply to go to Vietnam. I'm going to apply for a visa. This guy never applied. He just broke through the border. Spent the majority of his adult life locked up. However, he we we don't even really we're not even really clear on how this guy killed her. Dropped the gun, didn't know how to handle the gun, claims he found the gun. His name's Jose Inez Garcia Zarate, 51. Spent nearly seven years behind bars since police arrested him on July 1, 2015, for this time. So he's been locked up, even though he won his case, basically. But that's not the only case against him in the United States. She was on Pier 14, walking with her father, when she was just shot. Nobody came up to try to shoot her. It just a gun went off. Boom. Killed her. That was during Trump's uh, campaign. Garcia Zarate is now due to be sentenced in federal court after pleading guilty in March to two counts of being a felon and an undocumented immigrant illegally in possession of a firearm. In other words, the local people in San Francisco found him innocent, but the federal authorities then filed their own charge because he's in the country illegally doing crimes. That's why they're, he's now been incarcerated again. Neither side in the court is, is arguing Garcia Zarate should spend more time in custody after the shooting than he already has. In other words, he's going to be released for time served. But even after that, he's going to go back to Texas because he's got immigration issues in Texas. The pistol was stolen during a car burglary shortly before the shooting. Who did it? Who knows? We never, they never could figure all that out. He's never been charged with the theft. Prosecutors suggested he carried the pistol in his pocket to the pier and intentionally shot. Son. You know, who really knows? The fact that a woman was shot, an innocent woman was shot, and he's in the country illegally. And a lot of people, now we got, we have another guy. I mean, I could go on and talk for weeks about these. Twice deported illegal alien MS-13 gang member accused of kidnapping attack. Gets seven, seven and a half years in prison. Accused of kidnapping attack. The only contact I've ever had with MS-13 was I, a gal called me. I was at the church working, and and she had been attacked by the MS-13 and killed her baby. Had a baby in her arms. And she and her daughter fled uh, from down in Kern County area, and uh, she asked us to hide her. We got her a new identity, brand new identity, new name, new social security number, da-da-da. And got her all squared away. But I never heard of MS-13, but they stabbed her baby. They tried to stab her, but hit her baby instead. You think, oh, you're just making this stuff up. No, you just need to listen to a different show. I don't make stuff up. I don't need to make stuff up. If you're if you're mixing it up out there, you're... you're... So th- let me just tell you about this guy. This is the type of person that... Newsom and Biden are letting in the country. Only seven months after his second deportation, Pineda Caqueras 
was back in the U.S. and accused of kidnapping a high school student and beating him for his refusal to join MS-13 gang. Months later, law enforcement tried to arrest him again, but he fled in a vehicle, almost hitting his girlfriend's son and his girlfriend's mother. Then in September 2019, the same guy was in a car crash and was found with digital scales, baggies, bags of cocaine, packaged for resale, a revolver with an obliterated obliterated serial number, an AK-47, and about 200 rounds of ammo. Worse, uh, let's see, this guy actually claimed he was a farm worker. Oh, no, it says if he would have claimed he was a farm worker, he would have got $1,000 a month for three years. So that's the type of people that are coming into the country, and uh, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable what's happening, and that's a sanctuary city. Now, people like Francisco Ravellis is supporting very, very liberal. He lied, and he posted on his uh, registration his his uh, I think his campaign manager, Crystal Martin, told him to lie and post on his his. Uh, re- he, you got to be a Republican, right? He's not a Republican. He spends his money in liberals, and I, I I'm I'm all for it. You know, some of these positions are nonpartisan, right? And and I I vote I would vote for a, a liberal, a communist, I, if, as long as they don't push that crap, right? And they educate kids. I I'm not pro I don't have a problem with nonpartisan. I am not I am not I don't have Republican DNA in my blood. I do have conservative DNA and Christian DNA and uh and I'm not gonna put up with this nonsense from any group. Particularly from somebody that says I'm a conservative and then supports liberal causes like universal mandatory uh, pre-kindergarten education or critical race theory or all this gender, uh, multiple gender nonsense or just not able to educate kids. The charter school they have is, is, is a waste. It's, it's a wasteland for, of getting, getting kids help. It didn't used to be. Uh, supporting people like Jim Whitaker. That should never, I'm not, you know, to me, I've worked with a lot of people have done every kind of crime imaginable, and I believe in second chances, but I do not believe in second chances for teachers or for uh, a lot of people that are in places of trust and they're molesting people that they do not get a second chance. Go out and work in construction, go into real estate, go into something, something else, right? You do not have to, you don't get another chance of somebody else's daughter. But after they they hired Jim Whitaker, Francisco Ravellis, unbelievably, still has him. He's over here after he knew the whole thing. He went to in Yuba City. He he and I may have a real different opinion. Maybe he thinks oh, I'm a guy with a second chance. That's great as long as I don't want a second chance on my watch when my kids are going to this school. Right? That's the that's the wrong thing. Our kids are forced to go to public schools. Particularly the school he teaches at, they're mandated. Those kids that have been in trouble are mandated to attend that school. They got to they got to go to that school, and they have a pedophile in the school with them. It's ridiculous. You, yeah, you're right. You do have a chance. You don't have to go to public school if you can afford it. Let me let me ask you something. If you have no way to afford to go to a private school, 
Can, is it right to say you're forced to go to public school? If you don't put your kid in public school, do you know that this is a misdemeanor? They can bring you into court. And they could cause CPS issue on you. Do you know that? This is serious stuff. And you think, well, you know, and you know, poor people. I, I, I'm meeting a lot of poor people because I'm, I'm working in connected to agriculture a lot late, lately. They don't have the luxury and the time to educate their kids at home that a lot of other middle class people can. So they're kind of forced to put their kid in public education. And then you got people that are actually pedophiles in public education. Unbelievable. And yet they're forced to be there. You're forced to send your kids to a school that has pedophiles. Think about it. Now, yeah, you could, you can, you know, you're forced to pay your taxes and then they take them and waste them on public education. Horribly, wor- terrible. Y- your kids would be better off watching television and watching YouTube. You'd learn more than go to local schools. And, and so, yeah, go, go to a private school. Very expensive. I'm, I'm not putting private schools down. It's expensive. You got to hire teachers. You got to do all the stuff. You got to have all, jump through all the state hoops. So we have these amazing. Uh, so we got to at least unless unless uh, something happens to get these people thrown out of office, like Dan Flores and uh, Francisco Ravellas and other supervisors that. Uh, won their race it's it they need to go i i I don't want anybody over me running my county that said they will they will violate their constitutional oath i thought i screw them if they're not going to uphold the constitution i don't want them in there they lie they take their they lie the first day they swear them in they swear that oath they don't have any intention of keeping it they'll do whatever they want and i don't want them in there I only want people that are going to take the oath and they're going to live out their oath. I don't, you know, I'm not impressed when people tell me they're a Christian or a Muslim or a this or a plumber or a contractor. Show me your stuff. Stretch your stuff. Don't tell me you're a teacher and you can't, you can't teach my kid. Don't tell me you're a Christian and there's nothing Christian about you. You're nasty. You're, you're gnarly. You're rude. I, I don't care whether people, you know, don't tell me you're a Republican and then and then then and, and then uh, help Francisco Ravellis get back into office or, or even the, the, the county clerk. Don't tell me, oh, there's all kinds of problems with the voting over there. And then you endorse somebody that's been 30 years and there's part of the problem. If there's no problem there, maybe you got a winner. But then when people say, oh, well, I don't really declare what a party I am in because I'm kind of a closet conservative please 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 i mean you know it's like if you want to shovel manure keep it over in your own side of the room don't shovel over the top of me please just you know i i don't i don't want to you know i don't want to run in your circle never we're out of time uh, if you want to listen to us you can catch us at kmyc on uh, 10 to 1 west coast time friday or Saturday morning on the 11th. But you may have, have a big much. Just listen to this. Good day. I see trees.
Dark sacred night, and I think to myself. 